Hello everybody, and welcome to another long-awaited episode of Design Dorks. I am the Duke of Dorks, and this is my co-host. Hey there, I'm Pierre Kong. I run, or I uh, co-host the channel Designing 4, as well as doing this thing. How you doing? Glad to be back. Today we wanted to do something a little different, as we've had our last couple of episodes focus around Smash Brothers, but we kind of want to move on to other topics, but at the same time there's a lot of character designs that we just haven't talked about. So the idea was to have a sort of design tier list, taking all the characters throughout the franchise, but instead of ranking them through competitive tier lists or whatever, we wanted to take a look at their actual character designs, how well they're translated into Smash Brothers. Right, exactly. And uh, this is, you know, somewhat subjective of a tier list, but uh, we'll look at each character differently on a case-by-case basis, uh, see, you know, what references they do. Do they work as a Smash Brothers fighter? Uh, does their moveset come together in a way that feels cohesive, or does it feel like just a bunch of references thrown in? Or do those references basically supersede just being references and create a certain identity for the character? Um, basically, sort of looking at the character and going, does this feel like the character? Does this celebrate the character? And do they work as a fighting game character? All of that wrapped into one. Exactly. I just want to take a note that different characters will be... Like, there are some characters that will be criticized for something that another character is praised for. It's just a matter of all these characters come from vastly different games that it's just a matter of how... this Like, Game & Watch is going to have a completely different ranking system than someone like, say, King K. Rool. Just, just bear right. with us. <laughs> mm-hmm. But yeah, we're just hoping to go through uh, our full opinions. Uh, we are going game by game. Uh, based on the character's release date, not necessarily the games in order. I believe we're actually starting with uh, Smash 4 for this. We are just indeed. to give it, yeah, just to give it like sort of to sort of overview the designs of the games in the context of when they came out and how they've evolved. But not going like, okay, here are all the Smash 64 designs. I wonder how they've aged. Oh, poorly. Huh. <laughs> But we'll get to Is that, that later. the case? But yes, we'll get to that later. But uh, we have a lot to go through, so uh, let's kick it off. Yes, starting with Villager. Now, I don't know about you, but I feel like Villager is... Like, Animal Crossing is a weird game to translate over in the first place. You kind of have to have a mix of just references into a character. But I feel like for that kind of character, Villager is pretty decent. You know, I'm not going to lie. I think Villager is great. I think he's one of the best designs in Smash 4 in just in general. Uh, I think that he is really, really, I won't say fun to play necessarily because <laughs> fun to play a, zoner, it, a zoner isn't everyone's cup of tea necessarily. But I feel like what they really translate with Villager is the micromanagement aspect of Animal Crossing. Because you just throw out so many items, you get to place your tree in the way that you would terraform your island or your village or place furniture. Um, you have the Lloyd Rocket, which is just a fun little uh, flourish of Animal Crossing and still keeps you at a distance. Uh, you got your slingshot. It's all, it's very annoying. And I kind of love that because it feels like that whole sort of Animal Crossing pulling pranks on your friends 
Villager feels like a prankster character, and I kind of love that about him. I feel like that's especially embodied in the pocket ability. Just being able to invalidate so many characters' kits with just like, anytime you're facing a Samus, a Lucario, anybody with a charged shot, just being able to just, whoop, gone. It's just such a delightful, trolly feeling that fits the character I feel really, really well. It does, I... It's amazing how well they're able to emphasize item play in a competitive environment which doesn't focus on items at all, just using Villager's Pocket. Because, you know, Animal Crossing, it's all about items. It's all about collection and whatnot. And it feels like that sort of, oh, my friend has this. Yoink! I feel feel like also the the sound design of the character really sells that as well. Just everything from the... The sound effect of the Lloyd rocket being thrown out, to even just the little, like, flourish to his neutral air. It's all very light, delightful. Like, it, it's Animal Crossing. The, anim- the sound effects are taken from Animal Crossing, which is just a naturally chill game, which just adds to the trolling aspect so much more. I agree, and um, I think the bowling ball is one of the best smash attacks in the game. Oh, no question. Just, <laughs> just from how fun it is and how... Looney Tunes it is, and it wouldn't fit on every character, but with Villager being very much an everything-in-the-kitchen-sink kind of character, it really fits him and is really fun to play around with. Not to mention the expression the Villager has when they're using the bowling ball. There's just the sheer panic as they're clearly trying to just not drop this on their feet or something like that. It's just, what, strangely, both expressive and non-expressive animations that kind of leads to that whole meme of the axe murderer villager but i also love that as well yeah no i'm i'm absolutely fine with that that's fun it's just fun to have the thing of oops i accidentally used the axe for the wrong purpose it cut the flesh not the tree (laughs) yes indeed overall just a very very solid design uh Mm -hmm. where do you have it on oh oh we probably should have established this first uh, the the oh, tier likely. list that we're using right now is an S through F tier, just going yes. from like full on uh, like transcendent. They do something a uh, design to something extremely special that goes above and beyond to just like good characters going down to like mixed and then just falling past just characters that need to be improved in some ways or just need a full on rework at the bottom. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have like a basement basement, which is does not work where I actively think uh, the character's interpretation is harmful to them. So in this uh, tiering rung, I have Villager at A tier. I do as Um, well. I don't think that everything about him works, but everything is fun. Everything is enjoyable. Like his up tilt is weird. I I don't get weird sticky move. Yeah, that one... I. I honestly forgot that was a move just because I never see anybody ever use it. Yeah, I, I was just thinking, what's his up tilt again? Oh, right. I also kind of don't like that his turnips are both his up air and down air. I feel like there's so much you can yeah. pull from Animal Crossing that there was room for more there. Yeah. I like. I feel that um, Villager is about as well represented of Animal Crossing as you can get. But I do kind of agree with the sentiment that it's not entirely suited for a fighting game. Like, uh, Animal Crossing is a game where you take things at your own pace, and Villager is very, very good at dictating his own pace for the match. This is true. And 
that's very good. That's uh, very smartly done. I I think it plays a little bit around the core conceit of Smash Brothers and the core feel of it, uh, and isn't quite as well realized as uh, another zoning type character who I have higher than him for that exact reason. But uh, he does it very well, and it's very enjoyable. All right. Agreed on all accounts. All right. So moving on next, we have Mega Man. Okay. Now, disclaimer, this is going to apply to a lot of characters, I think, for both of us. I haven't played many Mega Man games, so I don't know as much about the character as I could. But from what I do understand of him, I feel like he's a decent interpretation of just Mega Man gameplay. Like his baseline just movement, neutral air, the fact that his um jab, neutral air, and like being able to use that the, at, while moving, it's very nice just groundwork interpretation of basic Mega Man gameplay. I feel like, <laughs> was it Super Smash Flash 2? I feel like that did it a little better, at least the original okay. design of Mega Man they had there, where you actually swapped between weapons. Right, But it right. seems like, from what I know of the series, that having them just assigned to different abilities, I'm okay with it. I feel like it could potentially be done better. All right. But I think it's fine. Uh, what's your experience on Mega Man? Do you know more than I do? Uh, yeah, so I've played uh, the classic series, um, 1 through 9. I haven't done 10 or 11. Um, played through half of the X series. Uh, grew up with the Ruby Spears cartoon. So that is where the <laughs> most of my familiarity is. Um, when I was a ki- dumb kid hitting buttons, I was a Mega Man main in Marvel vs. Capcom 2. All right. Um, so I... I do enjoy the character. I've grown up with him. He's not one of my absolute favorites, but I always go, yeah, Mega Man. Um, so Mega Man doesn't fucking work. I have him in F tier. Whoa, okay. Uh, so let me ask you a simple question. Have you ever had fun playing as Mega Man in Super Smash Brothers? Ah, okay. Well, uh, no, I have not. <laughs> okay, uh... I feel that Mega Man is a one-to-one interpretation of his NES sprites, and they do an excellent job of that. He's even got the little stanky leg where he barely moves forward, but he kind of twitches a little. It's, it's really fun. It's a really cute detail. The issue is one-to-one recreations very rarely work in Super Smash Bros., um, if you look at stages, if you look at uh, 75 meters, if you look at Mushroomy Kingdom, if you look at Mario Brothers, Balloon Fight, these are all one-to-one recreations, and they're the worst stages in the game. This is true? Like, Just straight up? Uh, the fact that we're applying this to a character and people are going, no, it's it's faithful to the original series, though, is... No. It's not, because, you know, I understand the idea of, okay, stages have a different feel based on how they're plugged in and how they're implemented, and obviously if you change the physics of the character, it's going to feel different. When you play as Mega Man in Super Smash Bros., you do not play as Mega Man, the NES character. You play as a weird zoner whose focus is on footstool item drops? 
Now, I'm never I'm not gonna say Mega Man wasn't faithfully recreated, and I'm not gonna say that he doesn't have fun moves. I think his down air, the hard knuckle, is really fun and a really fun interpretation of the move. Uh his up air, the air shooter, really, really, really fun. Um I think the crash bomb is a fun concept if underpowered. I think rush coil is nice. Okay, I'm done being nice. No. <laughs> Oh, wait, no, his file smash. His file smash is really fun and good. His file smash Other is one of that, the best ones in the game. Like, oh, yeah, no, his file too. smash, beautiful. Love it. Uh, I think Proto Man Base, you didn't need to add them. I'm glad that you're trying to represent the classic series, but you're already representing generations of Mega Man. Like, you're, you're good, guys. I get you love Mega Man. <laughs> but, like, God, I don't think I've seen a character where people are like, yeah, yeah, no, he should be in the game. No, I don't like playing as him. Or against him, or at all. When the cornerstone of Mega Man is how accessible it is, about how you pick it up, you play it, and you go, yeah, Mega Man. And I feel like in trying to represent Mega Man as a character so thoroughly that you miss the point of what Mega Man is. Or how Mega Man feels and how it's supposed to play. Uh, when you shoot out your lemons. You know, it should feel good to shoot out the lemons. Uh, instead, it feels like, well, maybe they'll make him flinch. I don't know. They're like weird little fox lasers. But, you know, he shoots out three. He's got a maximum of three on the screen at a time. It's Mega Man, is it? No, it's not Mega Man. This is like baby Mega Man. Baby's first Mega Man go pew pew and it does a little chippy damage. That's not how it feels. Mega Man goes bang bang and people die. It's great. I do also want to throw just a quick shout out to his um his up tilt and his down smash. That does feel like the the, the quote unquote bang bang that I, it sounds like you're arguing for the character because those moves just feel good to land. I will admit, Mega Upper does feel good to land. Uh, down Smash, I don't think works super well, but I think I think it's fine. I think it's a good compromise of how to mix in a Mega Man Six reference, I guess, without you know, uh, sort of clenching at your collar and going, "Oh, well, I don't want a reference to Tomahawk Man," but but um. There is a very fascinating discrepancy between our opinions because the only Mega Man game I've played is Mega Man 2. So the mm -hmm. NES Mega Man is literally the only reference I have. Well, just like, let, let me ask you, how how does Mega Man feel to control in Mega Man 2 compared to Mega Man in Smash in how powerful and in control you feel? I'm, I'm going to be honest, I... I kind of suck at 2D platform. Like, I grew up with Rayman. I've, I'm used to having, like, a, a hover ability to control where I land. And I kind of just okay, require right. that to be able to get through a pla three platformer. Sorry, 2D platformer well. All right. But neither of them really felt good to me, to be perfectly honest. <laughs> okay, you know what? Okay, I'll, I'll take that back. Bad point. Bad point. I retract it. Um, so, the cornerstone of Mega Man to me is that... Mega Man is a character designed to use his powers in the right situation, to exploit weaknesses with his specific abilities. And I don't feel that any of his abilities do that at all. Metal Blade applies pressure, I guess, uh, you know, like the lemons, but more directional and it's an item. Items are good. Uh, Crash Bomb 
does let is like Sephiros, but bad. Um, Leaf Shield isn't a shield. I really don't it's like, like Leaf Shield. Oh, it's like a weird. You walk next to the person and they take damage for a while, and then you go eat and the shield go. And like I'll, I'll admit, Leaf Shield sucks at Mega Man Two. They could have given him a different shield, and in fact, they did. Uh, Mega Man has so many fun custom moves that were intended that were lost in the transition from Smash Four to Ultimate, and uh, that's that's a question I actually want to ask real quick. Um, all right, do you feel like of the moves that were taken for him, just having played more of the games, was it a good mix, or could they have gotten better options? Um, well. All of his specials are from Mega Man 2, except Rush, who's from Mega Man 3. So, no. Fair enough. (laughs) But uh, of what we got, we got weird item pressure, weird item pressure, and weird item pressure. And do they have different uses in Mega Man's supposed toolkit? Yes, but I feel like Mega Man's toolkit works in spite of him rather than because of him like i i don't see the way mega man is used in smash being considered as mega man's game plan as a fighting game character um compare him to say his appearance in marvel 2 where um it's a really interesting mechanic where uh he could charge his mega buster and he could still move around while charging it unlike this game where that feels awful but you have to hold down the button so Mega Man can't use that attack button while he's charging. So he has to think of a combo with his other tools so he can use his big bang bang. And that's a really interesting trade-off because you're going, okay, do I sacrifice light, medium, or heavy in order to charge this up so that I can better make a combo? And those games also have the ability for him to uh, select an input, and it'll change one of his specials into a different Robot Master power. Now, these were all focused on Mega Man 8, and these weren't that great, but considering how Sakurai references the entire series, I feel like I feel like we could have gotten so much more with Mega Man, but so much was focused on playing it safe and making him faithful that we lost the ability to have Mega Man the Smash Brothers character. All right. Well, my my opinion has radically changed over the last ten minutes of Mega Man. <laughs> well, good. Like, I, I had him all the way up in B tier, and but the more you talk about the character, I've just been slowly dragging him down and down and down. Because from what you describe of what like is important to Mega Man, you, it just sounds like you're right. Like I have well, never you. enjoyed playing this character, but I kind of always just assumed that it's oh, it's just because he's a zoner. I don't like zoner. I like. I like my heavyweights. I like hitting things with very heavy things. You, uh, counterpoint, you play D2D, who is a trapper Gordo zoner. is a very heavy thing. <laughs> yeah. Imagine if Mega Man had a heavy thing. All right. So you, you have him in does not work tier, just straight up. How, how would you like him reworked in that case? Just like a, just a quick, like two minute, just what needs to be uh, done. Thorough overhaul. Um, I I think the core base of what you have is good. Uh, just focusing on that NES era is absolutely fine. Um, I feel like... Hmm. 
I feel like the lemons need to be more powerful insofar as hit stun. Like, those should lead into something. Like, shooting the gun with Mega Man should feel good. Um, I also think that Mega Buster should be a chargeable move. I feel that Mega Man needs to be a mobile character because how he encounters Robot Masters is either he spams their weakness or he outmaneuvers them. And Mega Man is, like, a weirdly sedentary character for that, where he'll just kind of walk and kind of dance around his little metal blade. Uh, other than that, just have fun with the Robot Master powers, really. Like, I don't know, make it so that he has two or three different loadouts um, to handle, say, oh, this is my anti-grappler loadout. This is my, uh... Ooh. I like that. This is my uh, zoning counter loadout, and it takes him a second to change weapons because, of course, it does. Either that or give him a ton of weapons, but have them have limited ammo and only replenish when he dies. Uh, Give him the Robin system, but it actually works this time because he has so many weapons. But if you overuse them, just like in the games, you're out of luck. Yeah, that that sounds way, but just like a kind of a cross between like Min Min and like Heroes system almost being able to like just down B choose a weapon like have it just like take a second to like do an animation just like slot it in or something so it's not spammable. Yeah, similar to that. All right, so so my my question would be, is it still like full on does not work or would that be? Because it sounds like you still like like the core system of him, just like focusing on like the NES side of it. Well, well, see, my issue with does not work is I feel that it damages the image of the character. And I think that Mega Man as a whole is one of the most ignored series in Smash. Not from Sakurai. Have you seen the number of remixes? (laughs) But just from the fan base in general, it feels like, oh, yeah, Mega Man is here. Okay. There's just nothing to lure you in, and also shoutouts to Wily Castle, another basically one-to-one stage with the Yellow Devil fight that no one fights on, because oh god no, banger after banger after banger of music that no one has heard, because no one listens to the Mega Man section of the soundtrack, it's just like, oh yeah, this sounds like another beep and boop and remix. Alright, I-, I think I agree with you. I- a- after hearing your... Your tirade about Mega Man, I, I, I don't think he works either. I don't. Although now I want I to play Mega Man. I don't hate him. I want more. I want more from the good boy. He he deserves more. He didn't. He didn't take a bullet for President Abraham Lincoln for this. <laughs> uh, it's episode two of the Ruby Spears cartoon. Proto Man threatens to shoot the Lincoln Memorial, and Mega Man goes, "Oh no, he's going to blast President Lincoln!" and jumps in front of the shot. That is amazing. And the Proto Man cockily goes, <laughs> I knew you'd take a shot from Mr. Lincoln. <laughs> all right, all right. Anything more to say about Mega Man? No, no, I got my Mega Man cartoon reference in. I'm good. Alrighty, alrighty. Alright, next up is one of, still looking back, one of the weirdest characters that's ever been added to the game, the Wii Fit Trainer. Uh, yeah. You go first for this one. What do you feel about Wii Fit Trainer? Um, Wii Fit Trainer is interesting like it's 
an interesting out of left field pick that makes sense for representing Nintendo and just like that big fad craze that the Wii was. Like it feels very representative of that. And celebrating that is a really, really fun idea. And I think that Wii Fit Trainer being as goofy as they are really helps that along. I like uh, the use of minigames. I like the idea of their fitness being a buff for them. I like that they're so focused on self-healing and that being sort of an allegory for fitness. That's, That's really fun and really clever. It's just a fun, fun moveset. And uh, I don't think it has any cohesion whatsoever. Nope, not at all. <laughs> Which I, I, I get is kind. I guess it's kind of the point almost. But it, it, this is one of those characters that it is just obviously just a hodgepodge of stuff. But I don't know what else they could have done. I do kind of. I, I, I agree with you that I like the self healing aspect of the Wii Fit Trainer, but I kind of wish it was stronger almost. And like maybe like, weaken other aspects of their kits to focus more on that, because I like the idea of just, like, yeah, this is just a a really fit yoga teacher that just stretches in the middle of battle and heals from it. That's, that's, ju- that's just funny. That is a funny design. It is a really funny design. Um, I think... I feel like they're in between two extremes, because on one hand, you have deep breathing where you immediately want to rush the opponent down, and you have tons of tools to do so, and you have weird hitboxes to spike them at weird angles. And on the other hand, you have header and sun salutation, and how floaty the character is, which makes them decent at zoning. And I feel like they have tools for both without feeling really great at either. Yeah, we've... Weefit's game plan kind of just re- boils into jumping off the stage, deep breathing, coming back, jumping up, doing a header, just a lot of just staying at the ledge, which I'm I'm not fond of. I I, I don't know what kind of like game plan a Weefit trainer should be going for. I'm not sure how that translates into, but that doesn't feel right. I almost wish they had like they were kind of toned more into like super armor. Just, like, if they're doing, like, a really important stretch, they just cannot be moved. And that was, like, more of the focus of just, like, this fitness guru. I, I think that making them melee-focused would go a long way. Um, I also think that we do have characters who are really fun and athletic and, you know, are able to use their body and their rushdown really well. Uh Captain Falcon and Zero Suit Samus being obvious examples to me, where, uh, you know, you're able to close the distance and rush them down and hit them with the big strong. Uh, I, f- I don't feel like she should be a rushdown, though. I almost want her to be more like, be revolve around patience. Like, you're, you're just sitting there doing your deep breathing, doing your stretches, and you just wait for the other person to come to you, because... I don't, that, that, that's the feel that I would want evoked from the character, and it just isn't there. So you'd want them to be, like, just a continual self-buffing character? Yeah, like, the kind you have to rush down, because otherwise they will be a problem. Like, make them a lot slower or something to make sure that they can't just become overpowered. Right. Like, be be something like... I I, I can't think of, like, a comparison to another... Uh, Steve was the only one that came to mind immediately. Yeah, kind of. 
oomph? Or like if you leave a hero alone to just get like oomph and psych up and all that, you don't want to do that? Yes. Right. Yeah. But just be one of those kind of characters that's just like, not a kung fu master, but just, just serene. Yeah. And we it's way too annoying. Header in particular, just bouncing around all over the place to really capture that. But that said, I still really like the overall idea of just lots of stretches being the entirety of the base moveset. Oh, I so do too. I don't too. think it's a and bad des- design. It's just, I feel weird about it. I, I agree. more they could have done. I have, I have Wii Fit in Mixed, so I have her in my C. I have her in my B, just because I do, I, I just I just find her funny. That, I, that's I, I fair. I think it's that's still, fair. for a joke character, how well the joke lands, I feel like, is important. And Wii Fit just, from the moment it was announced, it was just perfect in that regard oh i do love your approximate heart rate is zero zero. or ideal shit damn it (laughs) i also really love just about how she her various taunts just like gives out various fitness tips that's also really great there's a lot of just small things about her animations like her crouch is just doing push-ups that she does as a like you can crawl while doing that yes all right, that's fair. I I still don't think that it comes together cohesively enough for me, but like, you know, ultimately I don't control the final image. So, you do what you like, I, honey. How about the bottom of B tier? That's good. That's good. Okay. I I I could agree with that. All right. All right, who's next? Ooh. Oh, I have I have, I I have spicy takes about this next one. All uh, right. Rosalia and Luma. Uh, the first character that was announced after E3 after so long, and I hate her. I okay. feel like Rosalina and Luma completely misses the mark of Rosalina's character. As she works right now, Ro- the Luma is, for all intents and purposes, a meat shield. Just something that she throws out as, like, a safety barrier to keep enemies from working, from, like, getting to her. When, and considering Rosalina's story, though, she is, she's a mother figure to these creatures, and I almost feel like... I feel like her design is backwards. I feel like what I would want from Rosalina should be her trying to protect the Lumas to a point that they're ready to, like, grow and transform into galaxies and stuff for these great, awesome, giant attacks. And it's just, it's not that. It's just a hodgepodge of Mario Galaxy references and a weird Puppet Master character that, while I do feel like it's a decent, if you take Rosalina out of the picture, it's a decent Puppet Master interpretation. But I really mm-hmm. don't like that Rosalina is the character that they, that they gave it to, because it completely goes against her caretaker nature of these creatures. All right. Okay. I don't disagree with you on principle, because there is another character in the game who I have very similar feelings on, and I have a very low opinion of them. But um, insofar as Rosalina herself goes... I actually do kind of like the design, and what I like about it is that, yes, Rosalina is this nurturing caretaker figure of sorts, and well, not of sorts, she is, but ultimately, she's not the one with power in this dynamic. She is literally the lifeline, and it is the Lumas, beings of infinite potential, that hold the power in this dynamic, and she is directing them on how to best use that power. And I feel like that dynamic is really nicely expressed. Like, 
People go on all the time about, oh, Rosalina is the god of the Mario universe and whatnot, but she just kind of sits there and is kind of magical and has a force field and tells the Lumas and tells the Lumas, okay, yeah, yeah, no, 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 you go, you go be the second Big Bang. Mommy, mommy will be here. And I feel like the idea of the Lumas so strongly protecting their mother and Moreover, just being really, really powerful compared to the Smash cast is a good representation and reflection of that. And I also love the feel of Rosalina, how ethereal it is, how gracefully she moves, how um, she sort of dances like she's in space through all of her animations. And just the, the animation of her up B, where she recovers on the launch star, is one of the most little whimsical, joyous things. And I mean, it, and I do because like how of that, she floats down after that. It makes it so much fun to spike. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> as, as a Donkey Kong aficionado who has many spikes, yes, it feels good in every way. Um, I do. I do see your points for this, but I feel like Rosalina is a character that I don't have a handle on, but I find interesting to watch. I find very much functional to watch, and uh, that I feel does do a decent job at representing the character and the idea of, if not Rosalina herself, then of Super Mario Galaxy. Okay, okay. I I will straight up admit that you're putting forward perspectives that I have not considered before. All right. Just focusing more on the Lumas wanting to protect their mother. Because, like, you're right. Rosalina doesn't do anything in any of the games she appears in. (laughs) Unless she's playable. She's she's really good at go-karts. This is true. This is true. I'll kind of talk about this with another character that's coming up, actually, for obvious reasons. But I've never really liked Rosalina's sound design i feel like the um for a being of her power it should hit harder but focusing more on the ethereal aspect and again the fact that she doesn't do anything i'm starting to like i i get i get i get the perspective i get the perspective i Mm -hmm. i do still wish that there was some like reward for protecting the luma like maybe if you keep them around for long enough or you like let them uh, get into enough combat and like you help nurture them that they like the side B comes into like some sort of giant galaxy throwing forward attack. I could agree with that. I like, like Wario waft, but actually benefit like, no, you have to protect this or like, or like Olimar's Pikmin getting flowers, except that doesn't do anything. And that sucks, but yeah, except good. Yeah. Something like that. All right. I can, I can definitely see that. You are, you are winning me over to her design. Well, I mean, there there are some things I don't exactly love. Uh, I think Starbits is completely backwards as a move. Like <laughs> that that heals Lumas that that makes them grow big and strong and healthy. Why are you throwing away your vegetables, Luma? Like kind of building off that idea I just had. Like if Rosalina could throw those to the Luma wherever it is, and if somebody's in the way, they just get hit by them. That would yeah, feel so much work. better. That could absolutely work. But I, 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 like, I like what you said that Luma is the cornerstone of the moveset, not Rosalina. That, I like that interpretation of the, the design a lot more. 
Because Luma's what's important about it. If it was Rosalina herself, she'd be useless. Yep. I also wish... Well, I get, I was about to say I wish there was a debuff for, like, losing Luma, but having Ro- Rosalina on her own is kind of a debuff in of itself. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. The competitive strategy is kill the baby. Oh, no. Mommy's alone. <laughs> God, that's awful. Yeah, but that's 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 what the design's about. That, that's strategy, baby. <laughs> Okay, I'll, I'll be honest, I had her straight up in does not work, but you have talked me up to mixed, and I think you could convince me of, like, pretty solid. I'm, you talked me down to mixed, so I had her <laughs> in solid, and you've talked me down, uh, so. How, how, how about top of mixed, then? Just have her, okay, like, I can... right next to We Fit Trainer. I feel like, I feel like that. Yeah, I, I feel. I, I, could, I could get down for that. I feel good saying We Fit is a little bit better of a design. Uh, go. Can we, something about both characters, real quick. Their mm-hmm. final smashes suck. Oh, both yes. Both of them are terrible. Oh, 100%. Rosalina's especially, there's just so obvious, just sacrifice Luma. It's the Big Bang. It's awesome. And it's just stupid. Oh, my God. I, I Now you just have me imagining, like, Dragon Ball Z, Chaozu latching to the chest of the enemy and going, Goodbye, Mama! And slowly <laughs> glowing before it explodes, and then the Big Bang happens. Like, but yeah, seriously, that would have been so perfect. Oh, it would have been. I'm, I'm all for it now. <sighs> but yeah. Rosa- okay, Rosalina's okay. You've convinced me. Yeah, okay. So anyway, next one. Fuck, it's the next one, isn't it? Hell yeah, this is- I'm, I'm just gonna let you talk. I know how you feel about Lil Mac. Yeah, so, um, I'm gonna give, you know, some props to Sakurai. This is a very interesting interpretation of Little Mac as he appears in the arcade games. Because the focus of those arcade games is to never let up your offense, always find openings in reading your opponent, and then that momentum will carry you to being able to use the uppercut. And that is very well represented through his power meter and how that works, and how getting hit makes you lose the KO uppercut. That's very well done, that's very nicely thought out. It makes sense that he doesn't work well in the air, because, you know, he's a very grounded character from just a, uh, you know, I made the haha funny right there, but also from just the sense of, oh yeah, here are superheroes and whatnot. This is a kid from the Bronx. But, uh, I don't think you need me to tell you that Little Mac sucks. No, you that don't. That Little Mac can, can be fun to use, but he does not represent himself in Punch-Out whatsoever. As nice as those arcade games were, and as technical achievements as they are, the reason that Mac has such a strong following is because of Mike Tyson's Punch-Out. And that is carried on through his second most famous appearance, which is the Punch-Out on the Wii, where he gets his design, and uh, his flavor, and everything else about him. That's... Basically, what the Western world has honed onto as the image of Little Mac. And I feel like Sakurai and the team at Nintendo still feels like... No, the NES game was a technical concession of a game. This momentum-based punch-out, super punch-out, that's what actual punch-out is. 
And I feel like that disconnect creates a character who is altogether entirely underwhelming and is completely missing his identity. I remember you saying at one point, like in a conversation a long time ago, that Little Max Kit feels like what a punch-out boss should have, but it doesn't fit yes. Little Mac himself. Yes, uh, Lil Mac's big armored attacks obviously have, you know, a lot of oomph behind them, but it feels like, oh, I dodge his punch, and then I counterpunch. You know, like what you do in Punch-Out! To the bosses! And, like, you know, there's there's certain things to do, but, like, Lil Mac is a very evasive character, and he has one of the worst roles in the game. Like, I feel like the core conceit of Little Mac was just done with the idea of, oh, he is the face of Punch-Out! Wii, but not really the arcade Punch-Out! That's where the shit is. And I feel like, like, if you look at his reveal artwork, how it's a Punch-Out! arcade cabinet, or how they had so many alt costumes for Wireframe Mac that that is really where their heart is in his design. I, I, I wish I could add more to this, but my opinion of Little Mac is something that I got from you. <laughs> okay. Because like I, I've only played um, the Wii Punch-Outs, and from what I've played at that, I can agree with your points. Like Little Mac can't take many hits. That's kind mm -hmm. of the point. He's supposed to whittle down these much larger... He's Little Mac, literally. He's supposed to be this small, scrappy bruiser that is able to take down. It's it's a David and Goliath story. That's what Little Mac is. And exactly in Smash Brothers, he just plays like a really condensed Goliath, and it's just oh, little baby Goliath. <laughs> oh, watch out! I'm gonna hit you with my little baby big fist. Bada boom! Oh no, I missed. And like some of his moves are just bad. Like his neutral B, you even in like a like a casual setting like what is that move <laughs> i don't know like it's better than yoshi's egg roll i guess which you know like really high bar i'm setting there however <laughs> i also feel like little mac just from what i remember of the wii game little mac was a very expressive character like you could tell that this was just like a teenager that was just happy to like like the smile when he wins or like when he starts getting really beat up you, like, you could see it reflected on his face but in smash brothers he's just deadpan expression the entire way through yes I, completely had i not played the punch out game before he was in smash brothers i'd have it's, it's another Mega Man situation i'd have no desire to do so because i i don't i love playing as little mac i'll admit that like this is the first character that we've talked about so far that i really like playing because again punch things hard i enjoy that it's just it's just a simple pleasure of mine yeah but i i don't love his character there, there isn't really a character there. He is just, he is literally just the embodiment of what I want to play in Smash Brothers, and that's it. The character is, sometimes you hit the taunt button and Doc Lewis says the thing, and then you never see Doc Lewis because, ha, Lomac isn't winning this. <laughs> like, do you remember at E3, uh, where it was before Smash 4 was announced and they had, like, a little mini Nintendo Invitational Tournament? And someone picked Little Mac, and the crowd went crazy? Yes, yes. It took me a second. I was getting confused with another tournament they played. Yeah, but yeah and, I, then, I and then, like, he, he lost, but everyone was behind the Little Mac pick because this was exciting. This was, we get to see the cool Punch-Out character. 
We get to see the big punch, the KO move, and how that has utterly died. Yeah. And like you could say, of course it does after a character's debut, but like, think of how happy you are to still land a Falcon Punch or yes. a Buster Wolf or like three of Ganon's super dangerous moves. Mac doesn't, doesn't have that yeah, anymore. That's weird. Because like it's the strongest move in the game, or at least one of, but it doesn't have that same, I don't get that same satisfaction. It's like, oh shit, I gotta use it, I gotta use it, I gotta use it, I gotta use it. Missed it. Yeah, there's too like, much stress behind it. And it, it should put stress on the opponent, but it feels like it does more harm to Mac, because then you just become laser-focused on that idea. Yeah, another thing that, like, comparison-wise, is that all those other moves we mentioned have a lot of build-up, so it really feels like, oh yeah, I'm gonna hit you with this. Mm-hmm. Whereas Max is just, click the button, done. And it just, it, it weirdly doesn't sell the power of the move. Agreed. Um, I don't know. I feel like the interpretation of Mac is done very poorly. Um, if I were to potentially redesign him in a way, I would make him do a ton of shield damage. I would make it so that his focus is, like in Punch-Out!, to stun the opponent, and then he hits you with the biggest, most powerful move he has. And, like, you could try to throw that out willy-nilly, but it won't work. But if you set up for it, and then you hit the big punch and they go flying, that should feel good. And also just generally to make him a more defensive character, where... Basically, you read your opponent, and he closes the distance because you read your opponent. Not, you read your opponent, and you can't do anything because they're camping top platform, and, like, what are you going to do? I I do want to give him some credit in some ways. Like, there is a few things about his moveset that allow that, like, his very low run speed and the the side B dodging attacks as it goes through the air. Like, it's almost that, but those are, like, very, very... Like, I don't want to say the design is good, mm-hmm. but like, the, there, if, if those little things were expanded upon, I'd there's be, I'd feel thoughts, but they don't feel like they make up for anything. They feel like exactly. concessions to say, well, we thought about it. And, and the thing is, like, if you try to play Little Mac in Punch-Out the same way you play him in Smash, you will die badly. And that, that I feel is a big indictment of a character where... Okay, do they reference their games? Sure. Is anything that they have transitive to their character or their playstyle? And for a character who embodies playstyle over character like Little Mac, outside of a brief bit of expressiveness, that really hurts for me. Agreed. Agreed. So I, I put Little Mac in our e I think E tier, which was begging for an overhaul with the just complete expectation of dropping him down to does not work once I heard you talk about him right i'm guessing that's where little mac is for you too i have him at the top of does not work if that makes you feel any better yeah based on what you've said about him i do feel like he embodies like at least he embodies a part of punch out it's not the part of punch out that he's him but it is punch out whereas megan's yes, just he, kind of broken he from what you does but um i I don't know. I feel like, again, my F tier is I think they're harmful to the character, and I think Lomac is harmful to his character. Which I agree with, yeah. All right, but above Mega Man? Oh, yeah, above Mega Man. Okay, okay. Like, like, please, is Lomac fun to play? Yes. Good. At least he has that. 
Okay. Yes. All right. We got on. We got on Mac. Yeah, I'm. I'm good. Alrighty. Alrighty. Next up is what I would argue is the most forgettable character in the entire franchise. Uh, Greninja, the character that everybody thought was Mewtwo and was more excited for when they thought it was Mewtwo. Yep. Wow, it it took me forever to find where I ranked him. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you you know those little, like, website quizzes where they're like, oh, name every character without ever looking at them. Greninja was the only character that I can't get on those things. Just because it's... Ugh... But despite all that, I don't think it has a bad design, which I feel is just, it's a Pokemon that's kind of cheating. It's so easy to design a Pokemon in these games. There's so little you actually have to do. Most of the ones in this game are just characters that's like designs that have been assigned to Pokemon. And that works because Pokemon don't do anything in their original games to speak of. Like Mm -hmm. Greninja literally needed just water shuriken and ninja moves. And that was it. And it works. And it does work very well, actually. It's just... Uh, I've never really liked Greninja's inclusion in the game, but that doesn't really have much to do with Greninja itself. It's more just because of, like, we already had a ninja character that there wasn't anything really new being presented with the character. But for what it's trying to do, like, I really like the animations on just, like, creating, like, water swords for smash attacks. That's really, really cool. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's a very well-animated character in general. I like how... I'm not usually a fond of rushdown characters, but Greninja flows very, very well in its gameplay in a way that I actually can get down with. Right. And while it's just another downbeat counter, I love the substitutes. Like, that's just... That's just a nice touch that really works for just the ninja kind of thing. Of like, oh, it's a decoy. Here I really am. Like that, I, that's just nice. I think that Greninja can angle his counter. I don't play Greninja enough, but uh, I can, love that. Can. Okay, th- I love that as um, just an additional thing. It's a literal drop from the best vantage point, and I think as flavor that works really well. Yeah, it's it. This is one of those characters. Like, if if it isn't obvious by this point in the video, we're gonna have a lot to say about some characters and just not much to say about others. Greninja is one of those characters that I just. I, there, there's not much to say about it. Like, Sakurai picked the ninja frog, designed a ninja frog, and surprise, it's a ninja frog. Like, yeah. Yeah. You did it. Good job. Good. Yeah, that, that is a ninja frog. Um, I do wish his up B wasn't just water quick attack. Yeah, I, I like that it's faster than quick attack. I like that it has more utility due to the squirt. I just wish there was like, like a- like, it, Quick it attack has the P P, but uh, hydro pump is just it's it's a very much quicker move, and it feels like one steady angled thing rather than Pikachu's double hit, so to speak. Yeah. Also, an amazing final smash. Yeah. Oh, fantastic final smash. Um. Also, I love the fact that uh they changed it to Ash Greninja now. Despite the fact they? that they have confirmed, I think it's Ash Greninja now, but I just love the fact that, uh, yes, Ash Ketchum, do- the confirmation is, I don't think Ash Ketchum exists in the Pokemon universe, and yet you have <laughs> Ash Greninja here. So it just makes me so happy that 
there are Greninja cosplayers so dedicated to the Pokemon anime that they are willing to achieve a higher form of being because they love the anime so much. Oh, shoot, you're right. I looked it up. Yeah, it is Ash Greninja. Oh, it's so good. (sighs) Greninja, I will give some credit because there is another ninja character, and I think Sheik embodies that well. But I would call Sheik, like, an actual ninja, and Greninja is like an anime ninja. Yeah, that's a good comparison. Like, Greninja is all of the trickery and, like... Greninja doesn't feel like an assassin. He feels like a thief-mage hybrid. He's he's an arcane trickster who specializes in water for some reason and is also a frog. And uh, I like his animations. I love his uh, down air. I think it's the best stall and fall or one of the best in the oh, game. Yeah, for sure. Like, it gives him such a sense of gravity and a sense of just instantly being in their face, and the jump off of the opponent feels super satisfying to use. I love that it can combo into things at certain percents. Like, that just feels good to land. Agreed. He's he's a very, very dynamic character, and I'll, I'll admit, uh, Rushdown is my worst style of play. Same. So he's never a character I will use. Like, I'll make an exception for Pichu, but everyone else, like, I'm sorry, I tried Joker, I'm just not good enough. But uh, Greninja, I think he just fulfills his role really, really nicely. Um, Do I think he's necessarily better designed than the other ninja? No, no, I I think that... uh, his niche isn't quite as well covered, but I think I think he's good. I do as well. I do as well. It's 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 again. It's one of those weird things that just I Pokemon. Pokemon. He, he did it. Uh, wh- where do you have him in your tier list? I have him in B. I do as well. I, I feel I feel like the design itself isn't impressive enough, and that's partially just the fact that it's a Pokemon. Like, there's not enough to like pull from to be impressed by almost if that makes any sense i feel like but you can do that character well actually no there, there is this there is a pokemon that we'll talk about another time that i do feel like does that tremendously well you could draw a lot out of pokemon and i feel like greninja kind of does that but like the aspect you gave him was cool there are a lot of cool in smash and he doesn't feel as bombastic because all he has to work with is, yeah, he cool. But I, all right, top of B tier, I can definitely get down for. Alrighty. Okay, who's next? Oh, the Mies are next. Do we want to tackle them separately or just, I, I feel like talking about all three at once is just kind of the same. Do you, let me ask you, do you have them all rated right next to each other? Yes. Or do you have them in separate tiers? Cool, I have have them all in different tiers. Oh, no. (laughs) Okay, okay. What's your highest rated me, just out of curiosity? Uh, My highest rated me is Brawler, because he has funny moves. That's fine. I would have rated Gunner the highest, just because it's a better Samus than Samus. Well, well, let's talk about, like, what would you have wanted the me's to be? Like, when you've had the idea of, like, okay, Mies are coming into the game as a customizable character, what was what does that look like to you? Um, 
Honestly, they do a pretty good job literally just being they are cosplaying moves from other characters. Like, I think that it's well realized for what it is, but I feel like Mies have a ceiling and they've hit that ceiling in that sense. Um, because you can either do it one of two ways. You could do it, oh, they can be any Smash character or you could do it. They're specifically representing the Me series, like Metopia and whatnot. And I feel like I feel like not making them joke characters is a huge missed opportunity. It's one of those. I, I kind of wish they'd found a way to do both. Like I'm sure that would have been way too much work. But I, for what they're trying to do with just like kind of going for a jack of all trades, is like oh, you can put any character into Smash Brothers. I don't feel like they did enough. Okay. I, I kind of wish that they had just straight up just allowed you to put different characters' moves onto the Miis themselves. Like, obviously, that would be incredibly imbalanced in so many ways, but... Well, that's fine. They were banned I, for Smash 4 for a long time. Yeah, balance and... I, I might get some flack for this, but balance in Smash Brothers really doesn't feel that important to me. It never has. Because, like, with... Competitive players will find a competitive rule set to play the game. I find I still find Melee to be the most enjoyable competitive game to watch, and that game is extremely unbalanced, but it's still fun. That's what's more important for the competitive style. For this, like, casual enjoyment of what I feel like the Miis are supposed to be, I feel like just going all out and just being like, okay, let's put Donkey Kong's punch and uh, Mewtwo's downbeat and just, I don't know, just just... Uh, that's a that's actually a really terrible combination. That would be so overpowered. But reg regardless, regardless, like I look no, at them, I, and I just I, I see wish they mean. could do more. I I agree, and I actually like the idea better than what I had, which was literally okay. You shoot the charge shot, but instead of the charge shot, it's just a big ball of energy with your me's face in the middle. <laughs> I mean, I like that a lot too. <laughs> I just like, like, after looking at Miitopia and how goofy that is, or how Tamadachi life is so goofy, I feel like them not celebrating that and just being eh, a fighter person is not that enjoyable. Yeah, they are not that representative of the Me series. And I know they're technically Super Smash Brothers series characters, but no, they're Mii's from the Me series. Like, the first commercial you had on them was there was, like, an old man playing the Wii in his office, and someone gave him a goofy haircut, and he laughed. No, they're <laughs> joke characters. So, this is a situation that I just, I don't know how to rank them. Because there's, I could approach it from different angles of just like, oh, they were designed to be generic. And then if, if that's the case, they did pretty well about that, but I don't like that they're generic. It's not what I would have... It's not why I why I enjoy Mies. Like, Metopia just came out, and that's a fantastic game because it's so ridiculous. And the Mies just don't capture that. Um, I, I feel like Brawler sometimes does because, like, he has his suicidal header, and that's a the, fun that, move. That header's funny, I'll give you that. And he has, like, oh, the action stopped, let me do a really weird suplex move. Like, he feels like he has these goofy rushdown moves, and he feels like, oh no, little baby man is going to beat me up. Oh I, no, I, I it's all might. Like, I kind of feel like he was designed with that notion of just like, okay, people are going to put anime characters onto this moveset. He's got to be able to be able to just be that ridiculous. 
I feel like, yeah, I feel like he captures the spirit of it. And then, so I have him and B, I have Gunner and C, because it makes sense as the ultimate zoner character. It's also really annoying. Well, I, I will defend Gunner for a little bit, because I feel of the three movesets, Gunner's got the most unique going for it. Like, I, I think we actually talked about in another Design Dorks that Gunner feels like what Gino was supposed to be. Yes. And I almost wonder if, like, maybe that was what they were going for. But of all of the characters, they have by far the most unique just attacks. Like, that up air, there's nothing like that in the entire game. It, I, I wasn't joking when I said that it was a better Samus than the actual Samus. Like, you put a me Samus hat on that thing, it, it represents the character better than actual Samus. No, I, 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 do, just, I, I do agree. I just find it so annoying to play and to fight. I, I agree with that as well. But I, I, I don't feel like an irritating design is an inherent mark against a character. As much as it paints... Like, I hate playing against so many characters on this roster, but I don't know if that necessarily makes the design bad. No, I, I do agree with you, but I don't feel the same pleasure from playing me Gunner that I do, say, Villager. That's like, true. I do, That's true. I don't feel that it's as cohesive and coherent. I feel like it's very sedentary and very campy compared to villager kind of ducking around and being like hey you want you want to approach you want to approach you want you want you want ha. I, I can get down for that but then we do agree that the sword fighter is easily the worst then right oh yeah oh no yeah question. like, like th- uh, that is just a boring move set his unique moves are dumb and his and like he has one interesting move and it's a worse uh God, what, what's the Charizard move? Not Flame Charge. I'm blanking on uh, it. The Flare Blitz? Flare Blitz, yeah. And it kills you. And that's funny, like the first five times you use it. And then he has uh, Shurikens and Chakrams, and those suck. Yeah, if they were going for the like the generic design for the Sword Fighter, it's it's just... I, I don't know how to put it towards... Like, if Brawler was like designed for the anime, just like Goku, Naruto, just to have those kind of characters on it... I right. don't know what the idea was behind the sword fighter because it just feels bland. You don't get any of that kind of like from what I'd expect, like an anime sword. I know people have mentioned anime sword fighters, but like an actual anime sword fighter with like the absurdity that can happen in actual anime. Right? You, I, you I don't just get, don't get that. Like, what is sword fighter supposed to be? Is he supposed to be the experienced duelist? Is he supposed to be? The honorable quick draw samurai? Is he supposed to be the dirty Ronin who's using cheap tactics? I don't I don't know what Sword Fighter is, and he doesn't gel into anything. And he feels like a worse version of everything he's copying. Yes. Absolutely agreed. Um So I think overall I'm willing to put the Mies in mixed yeah, you and sold Sword me on Fighter the- in D. <laughs> I, I I have Sword Fighter in E, because I just Oh, that's fine. Go for it. But you, you did sell me on, like, the anime aesthetic of Brawler, but I, I, I don't know if I'd call it pretty... I feel like the Mies just have problems. I don't want to put it any higher than Mixed. That's fine. That's fine with yeah. me. Uh, and, yeah, you can you can dump on Sword Fighter. He's just Sword Fighter. Yeah, goodbye, Sword Fighter. Uh, Brawler's definitely better than Gunner. You, like, you convinced me on that. Uh, wh- Do we want to care about, like, how they're organized, like, compared to other fighters? Like, are they better than Rosalina? Are they worse than Rosalina? I think Rosalie is better than them. Yeah, all right. I think having tiers ordered is always fun. Agreed. Okay, okay. Perfect. All right, so 
when I was talking about Rosalina's sound design and how we were going to talk about another character later, uh-huh. Palatina was that character. I, I have see. so many problems with Palatina's design. I think part of that is Custom Moves' fault. She was the yep. character that was like designed to showcase this new, exciting addition to the series, and I just... Uh, it, it's such a lopsided, weirdly... Like, it, it feels like they had, like, eight different ideas for a moveset and tried to cram, like, a few things from each of those ideas into one character. Like, she has some moves where she has, like, a really heavy shield bash, and it feels really, really good. But then others, she has, like, her wing attacks, which are the least satisfying smash attacks in the entire game. They just don't... They have no oomph behind them. But then she also has, like, these really obnoxious multi-hit moves that you, like, see on, like, Pit and stuff, and it's just... There's so many... She she's there's, all over the place, just like I am there, right now. There's a lot of disparate pieces that don't come together for anything. It's just oh, it it happens that these couple of moves are really really good and make her top tier. Yes, this is coming from somebody who Palutena was one of my most wanted characters for that era of Smash Brothers. Like after playing Kid Icarus Uprising, how could you not love Palutena? Oh, she's great. She was a wonderful character, and I don't feel that in Smash Brothers at all like the the one move i feel like they really got right from what i wanted for like a palatina character was the up smash just that giant beam of oh shit this is a goddess and she's gonna just pierce the heavens with this energy and even then the sound design on that move is so unsatisfying like i'd expect like a like a protoss energy blast kind of thing from that but it's just a little i could feel you there hmm Palutena is interesting to me because, um, you know, obviously she does showcase the uh, custom moves right down to her final smash being, watch this, black hole and mega laser, which is just like, yeah, those are things from the Kid Icarus Uprising menu. Those are things that you can equip Pit with. Yes, but it doesn't feel like Palutena. She feels like the pieces of Kid Icarus Uprising we wanted to represent, but then we didn't want to load them on Pit for some reason? And what is with that? It, it's so weird that Pit has a cohesive moveset when he has so much equipment, and then Palutena is like, oh yeah, you get the scraps. Like, there's so much that can be done with Palutena, and just like, that isn't done and can be expressed in her body language. Like, I feel like certain moves do a good job, but with bad sound design. Like, I feel like her up air shouldn't kill for what it is, but I like that it's just her posing and the damage happens. Like, if, if, if I were to throw out something, I would be like, okay, her forward smash is she prepares to snap her fingers really hard. And then she snaps her fingers and an explosion happens as she turns away. Exactly! Or like her down smash, she charges about to flick her hair. And then she does that and light comes up. Like, there are parts of Palutena I really do enjoy. Which is any time that she laughs in her moveset. Which is mostly <laughs> her taunts. But any time where she is just having the time of her life being so much more powerful than everyone else. And be like, what the heck? This is fun. Like... That's Palutena. That's really, really neat. Um, and I like Explosive Flame, too. It's just a really neat little gesture of an attack. A good choice there. 
The rest of it sucks. I could, I could, why did she have another teleport or another counter? Like, this is just, Smash has a problem with like, we're going to talk about this a lot throughout this series, but of just these characters that are super overpowered in the games they come from. And it just has a difficult time translating that into Smash Brothers without just completely neutering who they are. I feel like they didn't really get that until Sephiroth. I can agree there. Palutena is just, I wanted so much more. And it's and it's just not there. Uh, let me ask: Have you ever seen uh, either Slayer from Guilty Gear or uh, Elizabeth from Persona Four Arena? Uh, I think I've seen that Slayer, but I not, I don't have enough experience to like. All pull right, to mind. so basically, they're characters who are far beyond the capabilities of everyone else in the cast. Um, but they're not trying at all. They're there for the sport of it. So, like, when Slayer is defeated and, like, goes into his crumple animation, he just kind of lounges on the ground. He's like, oh, yeah, you beat me. Yeah, good job. <laughs> or, like, um, Elizabeth from Persona has, like, giant uh, screen-covering projectile attacks that deal a ton of damage and status effects, but also leave her wide open while doing so. So if you predict them, you just get in for free, and she has the least health in the game, and then you beat her, and then she just, like, I don't know, kind of goes on her belly and, like, puts her hands in her cheeks, and is like, oh, yeah, you got me. Uh, yeah, uh-huh. That was nice. And, like, I feel like Palutena fills that role in Smash as a character, but she doesn't in anything she does. Yes. So where do you have Palutena on your tier list? I have her second to bottom of E for mine, begging for an overhaul. She's about the same place as mine. I, it's, it just feels like missed potential. And again, I blame the custom moves. Like, they were trying to find a character to really showcase, like, this new exciting addition, even though 90% of the cast doesn't actually really use it. Yes, and but his name was Mega Man. Them. Right. Mega Man. Why, didn't, why couldn't they just keep those from Mega Man? He, those were so good. <laughs> It was really good. Yeah, Palutena is a mess and needs to go back to the drawing board. I fully agree. But at least it, it's nice to have her in the personality that she has. Just, just do something with it. Exactly. Okay, next up is Pac-Man. I'm gonna... <laughs> Pac-Man is a character that I have a hard time figuring out how I feel about him. Just because he's... Okay. He's weird. All right, all right, I, I've, go on. I've been moving him around these tier lists, like, this entire time. I've had him both in S and, like, C tier. Uh-huh. I just like how weird he is. Like, Pac-Man mm -hmm. as a character is, like, the arcade games, there's not much to do with that. Yeah, I think, I, uh, Sakurai, I, fa I think, uh, famously, Miyamoto asked, uh, Sakurai if he could be in Brawl, and Sakurai was like, I don't know how to make the pizza work. <laughs> He's a pizza missing a slice. Exactly. So to really translate Pac-Man into the game, you really only need, well, the pizza. And then everything right. else is just kind of a bonus. And I feel like the direction they took with Pac-Man to make him like this, this kind of Namco celebration while also being this really weird, technical, extremely difficult character to play as, mm -hmm. just kind of harken back to like how ridiculously difficult arcade games could be. I think I really love it, but I'm not sure. 
Okay, I'm so... I was going to wait until uh, I heard your opinion. Like, how do you feel about the character? Okay, so let me just uh, clarify. I, I have Pac-Man in high A, and he's been there from the start. Like, do I think that he gels quite as well as he could? No. Uh, he's missing some moves from the Pac-Man World series, and that was so defining for his... For this design of his character that I feel like uh, not having the butt bounce is a little bit of a disservice to him because also he's a ball. He should be able to bounce like that. That makes sense to me. This is true. But at the same time, he embodies so much in one little character and it's so much fun because, yeah, he's this big representation of Namco and it's arcade games. And the kind of weird floaty feeling that platforming with those characters have. He's the celebration of Pac-Man itself with the bonus fruits and his ability to charge in a straight line really fast. Uh, and his ability to basically use his fruits to exploit the weaknesses of other characters in unique ways. You know, like the thing Mega Man wants to be able to do in one move. Yeah. Pac-Man is one of those characters like... He is an item character, and it fits him so well. Yes, absolutely. Because, like, it, it's a big bonus. All the bonuses feel important and impactful and goofy. And I love that, like, despite all of this, he still has that sort of 80s everyman feel to him. Like, he's kind of just doing mundane things. Like, oh, yeah, he has the fire hydrant now. Watch out, he's going to do the fire hydrant. He feels very cartoon character, and so much of that is brought out in him and his animations and everything that he does. He feels like he's hearkening back to the sort of goofy, fun, like cartoonish 80s. And I, I think he embodies that incredibly well like just as a time capsule for both his company and his era I, I could not agree more just just the fact that his taunt has like 20 different sprites of just random stuff from now I, I love little things like that so much his sound effects are all amazing yes like, I, I talk about sound design a lot because that's a lot of what i value especially in a fighting game like how it feels to hit something in a fighting game boils down to sound effects so right. much. And right. Pac-Man's are beautiful. Like He sounds like an arcade cabinet, and it's wonderful. <laughs> I love it. Let, and, like, it, it speaks to me that he is a zoner, where if I see, like, a tournament video, I don't go, oh, I don't want to watch this. I go, I want to see the crazy Pac-Man combo. Yes, he's the most enjoyable zoner to watch, just, I think, in any fighting game I've seen. Just because of the weird interactions you can get between, like, Pushing between the fire hydrant, all the different things you can do with... How many projectiles does he have? Like, eight? The ways those can be many. comboed into each other. And even then, he also has these, like, really weird weaknesses. Like, you can, like, drop beneath him and cancel out his trampoline and just let him fall to the ground. I, I could gush about this character for a very long time just because it gets so much right. I know. I'm also glad they fixed his grab. Yes. Yes. The, uh, and his grab's a Galaga grab! Now it's so good! <laughs> Ugh. Pac-Man is so close to being S-tier for me. I, I have, like, just a couple of grievances where, yeah, I feel like you could have represented the World Series a little better or given him a little bit more momentum in the air. I actually, where I ended up with him was the bottom of S-tier. 
Okay. I, I also have never played Pac-Man World, just disclaimer there, so I don't have a full exposure to the character, but from what I feel like, how important is Pac-Man World to Pac-Man's history? I guess, would be my question. Uh, it was a big anniversary game, as I recall. Like, literally, the plot is Pac-Man shows up for his anniversary party, and the ghosts have kidnapped his family, and he <laughs> swears revenge at the camera. <laughs> Alright, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. It's, it's, pretty, it's really good. Like, it was, it was what defined him for the late PS1 to through the GameCube era, basically. Until they decided, basically in Xbox Live Arcade, to go, nah, what if we made him the arcade, though, but, like, super? Alright, alright. I, I could agree with high A tier, with just the added uh, comment of just that, this is just such a good design. It's a really good design, but I don't, Pac-Man is just one step below what I consider one of, like, emblematic of what Smash Bros. can do for a character. For yes. me. I it's it's a bit of just a backtracking a bit, but so many of Pac-Man's animations are hilarious. Like the way he yes. drowns and just continues smiling as he just descends into the abyss. Well, this is my life now. Not for long. <laughs> Such an expressive Waka character. Waka. I, I love him. He's great. Okay, so high A tier? Agreed? High A tier, definitely. Perfect. Cool. I feel great. Who's now? Ah, damn it. All right, we are going to butt heads on this one, because okay. I know you don't like Robin. I don't. And Robin is my favorite, one of my favorite characters in this entire game. Okay. Okay, go on. Okay, so the, a big part of this comes from just not liking the rest of the Fire Emblem cast, I will admit. It was such a breath of fresh air after just Marth, Ike, Roy, then we got Lucina right before him, and just... To have an actual Fire Emblem character that tries to embody what the series actually is and just, instead of just being like, here's the main character with a sword, he has a counter, that's Fire Emblem, right? But actually translating durability and like the spells and the Levin Sword and just all of that, I feel like you have complaints with it that I'm interested to hear, but I feel like it was done pretty well. But I am curious, what, what, if, what feels broken about him? I know you have him in, uh, what was it, Begging for an Overhaul? Begging for an Overhaul. All right, what, what, where does Robin fail for you? So I'll give Robin props. Uh, Levin Sword, great. I feel like the different levels of charge work to his benefit, like quite a lot. My issue is I do not think he works at all for the Fire Emblem weapon durability that he's supposed to be representing. Um, because Fire Emblem very heavily plays on the feeling of, well, I don't want to use this weapon now, I'm going to need it later for when I have to kill the Black Knight or whatever. And Robin is very much, well, I have to use this now, because if I don't, I don't have half of what makes my moveset work. I, I don't feel like there's any risk-reward to using Robin's spells. I feel like it's a matter of, I use the spell, and then I don't have a character anymore. I hope I win in time, I guess. And I, I don't know, I have a big problem with characters who do not function well by just playing the game. Whether that be you have to wait for them to work, or you can make it so that through no fault of your own, but just because 
you're playing the video game in a way that makes them on par with everyone else, you are struggling. And I feel Robin embodies that. Like, compare his durability to King K. Rule's durability, wherein K. Rule gives you an obvious, consistent benefit. But if you use it too much, he's punished very, very obviously. But K. Rule still has a moveset outside of his belly armor. Robin does not. Everything that is good about Robin utilizes his equipment. And, uh, it's not that it's so good that it's overwhelming. It's that it's the tools any other character would have, but now they're assigned to a character who can only use them a certain amount of times, and then, oops, he can't recover anymore because you decided to rapid jab. Well, my question in that case would be, isn't that what happens when, you, when an item breaks in Fire Emblem, though? Because once a unit doesn't have their weapon anymore, they are very literally helpless. Until you, like, trade them an item from, like, run back to your lord, grab their sword or something, and then get it back. Well, yeah, that's, that's very true. But usually you'll have something like, uh, say you have your mage, you'll have a couple charges of your long-range bolting, and then you'll have a Thunder Tome to grind EXP with. Now, Robin does have this with the Bronze Sword, but he doesn't have it for any of his specials, and he doesn't have it for his jabs, which use up equipment from his specials. Uh, I guess my complaint is that the moves that Robin would use, those things that are limited charge, that idea of being a tactician, which is what Robin is, does not exist because Robin has to use those tools, which are basic tools, to get by. Like, Arc Fire is slightly stronger than PK Fire in some circumstances, but Ness can use that forever. I don't, I, I, I don't know if I agree, because, th- yes, it is, um, there is the balancing act of using the different tomes, but I feel like that only becomes a major problem. If you uh, lose track of them, because like, yeah, if you rapid jab too much, you can't recover and all, but that's something you should be keeping in mind. Right, but I feel, I feel like not having the ability to rapid jab shouldn't be your problem. It should be, I can, if I do my super strong rapid jab, then I can't recover for a little bit. Well, building off of that example, I think that's part of the reason that there's both that the jab uses both the wind and fire tomes. Because Robin's whole entire kit is based around just balancing everything to make sure you still have something available. Like, if you're out of, like, arc fire, you'd want to make sure that you still have thunder around, otherwise you just don't have a projectile in general. You have to be very careful with your air moves, but also if you rapid jab, it's a very powerful... It can just straight-up kill. So you have to, like, constantly bounce those things. I, I feel like the, the reason I love... Uh, Robin's design so much in comparison to the other Fire Emblem characters is that Robin's is the only one that captures that feeling of needing to micromanage what I'm doing, whereas the others I kind of just spam neutral air to win. Like, literally, with all the other Fire Emblem characters. Well, see, that's that's the issue for me, because, like, if an opponent is off stage and I'm in a good position to aerial them, and it won't kill, but it'll do good damage... I'm not going to not aerial them just so I can save my Leaven Sword charge. It's not a matter of, okay, I could use the Leaven Sword, 
but I could use this weaker sword. It won't kill, but it will save my Levin sword for when I actually need it. It's just a matter of, okay, either I play the video game or I don't. Well, how would you fix this then? I guess that'd be my next question. Like, what, what, what would be better? Simple, make the spells stronger, but have uh, different uses. Like, uh, for example, uh, Peach has three different forward smashes. Have Robin have the ability to use his tomes in a forward smash, and these cover different angles, or rather, send at different angles, which he can then combo into a move of a similar element. That way, you're deciding, okay, what way do I send the opponent, and then how do I best capitalize on that? Rather than, oh, I better use the move that works in this situation. I hope I don't run out of move. Okay, okay. I do like that idea. Like, having, like, air control, like, the upward ability. I mean, upward knockback, fire, send them forward and down, just be, like, the down smash cover all angles. Mm -hmm. I like that idea a lot. It's just, my big thing is Robin is a tactician. I don't feel tactical when I play Robin. I feel like I'm playing a character and uh, sometimes my moves break. I feel like I'm playing Breath of the Wild, not Fire Emblem. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you know what? I, I, I wasn't feeling you until that comparison, but I kind I kind of get you now. I kind of get okay, you now. Okay, <laughs> there. I was like, I, was tr- I try and find my way in. Like, how do I express this? It's like, got it. I, I, I do still feel like, I, I know you have him down in overhaul. I don't, I feel like he does better than that in just like showcasing durability in the first place. Cause it does require thought and planning to really master the character. Like I'm not good enough at him just straight up to use him properly, but when I see char- people that are and hear them like to explain like how they micromanage their various things, like purposely using rapid jabs to get their, uh, recovery back when that character's off the stage or like just how they oh we didn't even talk about this i it doesn't really have anything to do with how he's translated into the game but i love throwing the books at people yeah that's no just no funny. throwing the book at people <laughs> no that's great but anyway as i was saying like i think that does exist but i guess only at a higher level of play and now that you've like given like the just the breath of the wild comparison that that was what i needed to like compare it i do wish that was more of a choice and less of you're always losing with Robin. And yes. I wish it was more of just instead of just like, okay, how do I keep myself from losing this until a specific time frame? More of just what option do I choose to fit this scenario? I can I can see that. I I view Robin the same way that I view Lucario. You're only playing the game some of the time. I, I do feel like that's a little less damning for Robin than Lucario, because again, that's that's what happens to Fire Emblem characters when they lose their weapons. But even then, like maybe even maybe if he just had like a a nerfed version of his spells when they were off cooldown, like instead well, honestly, of what, fire, what I would want is fire. just I would want buff spells or spells with more options. Like hell, Fire Emblem characters already have their stupid dancing blade that lets them you know, have, like, three different combos in one side B, just give Robin different angles or different abilities based on that, and make them more limited the more you use them. I can agree with that. I can agree with that. So, I'm not sure where I would put him now, because I don't think he needs an overall overhaul? Overall overhaul? That's weird to say. 
because I yeah, it, it may be just a surface level interpretation of Fire Emblem, but I do feel like he did succeed at least somewhat in doing that. My and my main that- issue, like I like I respect your points, but I'm I personally wouldn't budge on this because like I wouldn't want to play him again unless he were changed. That's fair. That's fair. Um, hmm. I'm I'm just trying to think if there's something else I could bring up. Girl's cute. <laughs> this is true. She is very cute. Uh, She's best cute. Final Smash out of all the Fire Emblem characters. No, Ike's better. Second best. Second best Final Smash out of all the characters in the Fire Emblem series. Oh ah. yeah, yeah. Compared to Crit, 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 and JPEG. Okay, sure, fair enough. Not a high bar to. F- <laughs> I don't know. Like, I don't feel like a design is bad if you don't want to play as them. I'm never going to play. Uh, like, going back to Pac-Man, I'm never going to play as Pac-Man because he confuses the hell out of me, but he's still amazing. And I don't think Robin is amazing. I, I will fully admit that most of my love from behind him is, again, just because he's a good Fire Emblem character, from my I, perspective. I understand, and, like, I'm not trying to go, oh, I, um, oh, from my personal taste. No, I have a character in S tier that I'm never touching. I, I just I just don't feel like, I, I feel like... I feel like him losing part of the time is part of Fire Emblem. I feel like that should be the case when you have a bad plan, not when you're playing the game. That's true. Okay, yeah, okay, that's fair. Well, I don't care. Uh, you I'll, you I'll, can I'll, give him, I'll like, agree. a devil axe or whatever, and, like, oh, no, he hurt himself. I'm like, that was a bad plan. But it could have been good. But Could, could I make a case for D-tier? Yes, I'm... Very much willing to compromise. Because I'm just I, I not don't... personally willing to compromise. Okay, okay. Like, as an amalgamate, I'm willing to go, okay, yes, I'm settled. As an individual, I'm not budging. <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. Because, like, you have convinced me that he needs some work. I, I just don't think an overall overhaul... <laughs> that, that, <laughs> that is actually kind of fun to say. Yeah, but it is. I, I feel like he's in going in the right direction. But I do like what you're putting forward, and I wish that was part of the character. All right. Uh, do we mention Lucina here? Or should we save that for Marth? Uh, I think just save it for Marth. All righty. I-, I will mention right here that I have problems with Lucina being an echo of Marth specifically. I feel okay. like the Fire Emblem characters echo the wrong characters. Krom and Lucina should definitely be the same fighter, while as- whereas Roy's entire personality in Smash Brothers entirely is made up. And he should still be part of Marth. It's closer to who he actually is. Right. I, I just want to throw that out there just since we're passing by her. Okay. Yeah, okay, that's fine. Hey, girl. Bye, girl. <laughs> oh, Shulk's a weird one. Shulk is so hard because I, I, I'll freely admit I have no Xenoblade experience. Like, I've watched a Let's Play of half of the first game, and then that Let's Play died. And that's all I know about him. Shulk was what Shulk was a character that I wanted into the into the game without actually playing Xenoblade, just because people were speculating about him. And I saw him, I was like, "Oh, that's a really cool sword, and he's got like weird abilities." All right, I can get behind this. Then I actually played the Xenoblade games, well, the game, and I loved it even more. It's like one of my favorite JRPGs. And then he was put in the game, and it's it's just that's not how the Minato works. <laughs> yeah, no, that's what I figured. Props where props are due, he does have a very interesting just relation to the rest of the sword fighters in the game, using 
what is essentially a lightsaber. I don't yes. like how often he turns on and off the Monado, but it does make him distinct, which is good. But like his whole gimmick revolves around just manipulating his own stats, mm-hmm. and that's not what the Monado is at all. Monado um, Enchant is a single ability which does increase his stats and lets him damage Mechon, which can't be damaged otherwise. Well, right. by human weapons. It's Xenoblade lore, don't worry about it. But everything else is based around using attacks to build up, not a meter, like every single basic attack essentially fills in a certain move that you can use. Like it takes, like, I don't know, uh, three basic attacks to get a backslash back or something like that, or is that... It's a it's a resource management system. You're trying to figure uh, it, out the I I it's not quite limits. I'm trying to think of what else it would be. Cuz like I know exactly what you're saying, but I'm trying to figure a Sorry, I'm contemporary. I'm, I'm explaining this incorrectly. That's how you get the Monado arts. Backslash and stuff like his regular arts are based around cooldowns, whereas like his big flashy Monado enchant abilities are based around his basic attacks. That's what I wanted from the character. And that's not there. At all, he kind of feels like a a very surface level interpretation of the character with this idea stapled onto him that Sakurai just wanted to try, and I do love the idea. Like mm-hmm. being able to just manipulate your own stats on the fly is a really cool concept that I love that is in Smash Brothers. I just don't know if Shulk was the right character to have it. There are a couple things that I do like about Shulk. Um, couple of caveats I have with him as well. Uh, for one. I think that he should have Foresight and not Mithra. Like, I know they're both future-based characters, but I feel like the slower and more grounded Shulk benefits a lot more and feels a lot less oppressive with it. And I feel like that's a better use of Foresight in general. And a vision. I see it. But um, from what I understood of looking at Xenoblade's gameplay, that it feels like a very team-dynamic game of just a team supporting each other in real time. Am I right about that at all? Yeah, it, it's kind of an MMO, almost. Just a single-player one. I, that's the closest comparison I could bring it up, up to right, it. Right, that's, like, I was seeing it as, like, a, yeah, it's kind of that and Final Fantasy twelve ish yeah. But, um... <laughs> I don't want to say that, like... I would want Shulk to be the ultimate doubles character because I feel that that is a bit reductive to him to have not a single player aspect to it. But I feel like, I don't know, because the Manao arts are essentially those buffs just applied to a single character and translated into um, a set form. The issue with it is that it doesn't translate outside of that and it feels the way it's implemented turns it into an aspect of the monado rather than an aspect of xenoblade yeah and like monado arts usually aren't these sorts of buffs like monado shield for example isn't just it makes him it makes it more defense for him it literally blocks any attack like you'll get a vision of just some giant oncoming attack and you can just nullify it entirely by using Monado Shield. Right. Or like Monado Buster. Monado Buster, uh, you know the the Keldeo Pokeball? Yes. It's literally a slash like that. Just covers half the stage, giant windup, but insane power. That is what I was... That kind of spectacle is what I really wanted from Shulk. Just having these 
really cool godlike powers from that, his sword that he had to build up. I, I kind of want him to have limits. Like, I don't want it to be exactly like limits, but it's just the closest comparison that I can bring to it. Mm-hmm. Like, maybe make it so that you have to, like, deal out a specific amount of percent, and then he unlocks these abilities as you grow more and more. Like, if you can use, like, say say it was like a, a some sort of, like, resource management. You deal 15%, you get access to Minato's shield, and you can cancel out any one move. So, you let me say, like, you'd want it to be similar to Heroes MP, but you start at zero and build rather than yeah, start with the full kind stock. Of. That that's it's not perfect, but that's the closest thing I can think of to how Xenoblade combat functions. Because you're supposed to like everything about that using Shulk in that game is built around finding the right time to use these Manal arts. Like, when do you want to? When do you want to debuff the characters? When do you want to go for these super insane high damage attacks that's like Monado Buster or Monado Cyclone? Would you would you rather have that as a full replacement of the Monado arts as they are? I don't I I want I want, I want to keep the Monado arts around. I just don't want them on Shulk. Right. My issue that I'm having is that I feel like his moveset is very well built around those arts and the way that he executes moves and specifically the speed and power of his moves and the way that they're used is very well suited to it. Um, A lot of his attacks being two part, so you have to time them at the proper moments with the proper arts and the proper spacing. I feel like that's actually really, really nicely done in Shulk's moveset, because, like, I can agree with you that they're not entirely the best representation of Xenoblade as a whole, but I do... I do think his overall design is good, like, for for the direction they took with it. I do think it's good, I just want to clarify that real quick. Right. It's just not what I wanted from the character. I could see that, but, like... I don't know. I don't know how to fix him necessarily without completely overhauling him. Like someone like Donkey Kong, I can still keep pieces of him if I want to remix his moveset. Uh, Shulk, I have to toss like most of it out in order to overhaul him. This is true. This is true. I, I, another. Just because it's on my mind, another big thing that just really irks me about him, I don't like that he always sheathes the Monado. Like, I, it's a small thing, but it feels like something that was made solely to differentiate him, which, like, it, yeah. it succeeded. Yeah, no, I, I agree. It's there to make the jab animation much easier, but... It, it creates this weird active... The, the activation cycle of Monado where it's almost like a... A short-range gun, almost, for like a better <laughs> term for so many of his moves, like his down air, his smash attacks. You hit them with the weapon, and then it stabs into them. I just, I like the feel of that. It's it's super distinct, but it's just, it's just, it's not how it works, and that irks me. It's not. I, I want to be clear that I'm not like saying this is like some damning thing about his character. It just annoys me so much. No, I could I could understand that because like. I could feel that, like, this is a well-designed character, but from what you're saying, at least, you're saying this is not the Monado and Shulk. This is a Super Smash Brothers character named Shulk. Yes. And I don't... I, I, I don't know if I could fix that without overhauling the entire character. Like, may, maybe it could be done if that, like, 
that percentage thing was just stapled onto it, but if you're doing that, that's so much to micromanage at once, and that just overcomplicates the character. Well, you know what I'm hearing? It sounds like you're pretty mixed. Well, where, where is Shulk for you, just out of curiosity? Uh, Shulk was my bottom of B, where I like barely talked myself into, yeah, okay, okay, but I'll, I'll see what Duke has to say. I actually have him in overhaul, as it probably is clear, just because I feel mm-hmm. like it's a it's like a fan fiction interpretation of the character instead of who he actually is. But I do think the design is still good, which has me just question. I I, I could I could agree with mixed because you sound mixed. You sound like this is good, but this is bad, but this is good. Everything I like about him, I dislike. At the same time, it's, it's it's a character of concessions for me, just not being what I want out of the character, but still being enjoyable and interesting at the same time. Okay, so let me let me ask you, uh, compare like to C and D. Is he fun? If yes, put him in C. If no, put him in D. Uh, I do enjoy playing as him. Okay, I I would put him below Rosalina. Yeah, fair. I, I, I'm not sure. I kind of just want to put him between the me characters just because he feels like a better anime. He he's the anime swordsman we needed. He's the flashy one. God, yeah, no, I, no, I, no, I, I want work. him to be flashier, but like that's closer <laughs> to what the sword fighter should be. I don't know. Right. I don't know. Shulk's a weird. Shulk's a weird character to talk about. He is. Okay, but mixed does that sound good? Yeah, mixed mixed is good for me. Okay. Ooh, next up is Bowser Jr. Bowser Jr. Uh, how do you feel about this character? I kind of wanted to get your impressions of him first. Alrighty, so... <clears throat> Bowser Jr. is really interesting for me. Because um, this is the Mario character that everyone expected, but no one actually wanted. And then he was here, and he was in the clown car. And people are like, yeah, and then they played him, and then people realized, oh, wait, I'm nostalgic for Sunshine. This is weird. And Bowser Jr. is interesting because he is he is the best embodiment of playing as a Mario boss. He has a bunch of goofy attacks with obvious weaknesses. Uh, he has a clear weakness, which is the top of his head. Uh, he has a bunch of projectiles that are very predictable and easy to dodge, or can be used to hurt him. And that's fun. That's really fun trying to figure out how do you make this work. And overall, I think he does like a really good job differentiating himself and being this sort of cartoon mischief, but in a different way than, say, Villager does it, or Pac-Man does it. He feels like a cocky little shit the entire time, and it's great. Um, but he has clear and obvious drawbacks, and uh, in making him so goofy, he has a bunch of attacks that just do nothing and go nowhere. And also, uh, in trying to make him all of the Koopalings, you ruin the final smash? And also eliminate all character from him other than, yeah, this is a stand-in for a Mario boss. So, like, I'm really, I'm not quite mixed because I like everything that he's doing, 
but at the same time, you remove almost everything that makes him Bowser Jr. specifically, and the specific thing that makes him Bowser Jr., that being his final smash, doesn't work if you're using seven out of his eight skins. So I, I don't know. I think he's good. I think he's good. But I have a lot of caveats with that. I, I do agree with most of what you're saying. My, my, I, I'm just going to say straight up that I actually have Bowser Jr. in A tier. I think okay. I, I agree a lot with the same things of just he is a perfect embodiment of a Mario boss. But I think it goes deeper than that. Bowser Jr. is this little just twerp that never fights you head on. He's always got some big mechanical creature from his dad that he uses to taunt you from and then you knock him out of it and he just goes screaming like a baby back to his dad to get the next one so i kind of yes you lose a lot of bowser jr's character by just putting him in the clown car with the other six, seven koopalings but i also feel like using the clown car as most of his ability sets is in of itself a big part of his character so that doesn't feel as damning to me at least in that particular regard I do st- I do think it's dumb that the Koopalins also use the Shadow Mario Final Smash, which is also just a terrible Final Smash in general. Mm-hmm. I kind of wish it was just some sort of giant mech from any number of the ones he- the Koopalins I- have I used over the years. I would have loved his Galaxy mechs, like, like, like right? the Boomstay machine. That would have been fun. And like, I get you want to reference Sunshine since it's his debut, and that's where he is. But if you're doing that, you can't do the Koopalings. Yeah, I, I feel like they should have just gone all in on the Koopalings and just... I, I know people are nostalgic for Sunshine, but the Bowser Jr. wasn't a big part of that game of why it's loved. Like, obviously, he's an important role. He's the major antagonist of the game, but... Oh, please. Like, you're, him- not, you're not going di- You're not going to disc, don't you dare take my Mama Peach away from me, you bad okay, man. Okay, okay, fair enough, fair enough, fair enough. But I, I don't feel like it's necessary to his character to reference that. Like, it is his origin, but he's done so much since then. He's, he's grown into his own thing. And even back then, he was using a bunch of mechs. Like, it was the whole Bowser mech that he said that in the first place. Yeah. Um, honestly, I would prefer him without the Koopalings. I would as well. I, I don't think the Koopalings add much to him. I would like it if he had that, and he had uh, Goop attacks that made you slower. Like, I think, yeah, make... Make the clown car barf paint and make it slow. And then he gets caught in his paint and he goes, oh no, the paint. I forgot oh, about the paint. I really like that. Oh, you just dropped him to B tier for me. Ah. Uh, oh, that, that'd be so good. Oh, that works so well with like his, like his car thing as well because it would automatically spin out if he hit the paint. Mm-hmm. Oh, that'd be so good. And, like, make that change it. Make it, like, super strong if he hits it when he's spinning out. So, like, make it, oh, no, wait, I meant to do that. <laughs> I, I don't know. There's just, there's so much to Bowser Jr. and how over his own head he gets that isn't represented. And I, th- I think he does it decently well. He does it better than another character whose characterization is gets in over his own head in this game. But, um, yeah, I just feel like either go in hard on It's All of the Koopalings or go in hard on Junior. And he, he mostly goes in on the Koopalings, but not quite. 
And that not quite just doesn't bring him over the line for me. I can agree with that. I can agree with that. I, 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 I it won't move him at all, but I do just want to gush a little bit more about just how much he does. Because, like, he's one of the most unique character designs in the entire game. Oh, like, totally. nothing is taken from another character. There's so much... I, I, to a point that I'm impressed, like, they got this much work devoted to him. Just, like, the various unique animations between just the boxing gloves and the drills and launching out and exploding out of the clown car. Like, there's so much to him. Yeah, and the fact that he has the little hammer attack after he's exploded out of the clown car. I what? love that. So it's like, yeah, he, yeah, he's out of the clown car, but he's still a Mario boss. He's still a threat. And it just, it's, it's such an underhanded move that fits him so well. I know. And like, I know that I've dunked on the Koopalings. And to be fair, I am, my skin for Junior is not Junior, it's Morton. But I do love the detail where Junior has the hammer that his dad first used. And the other seven have their wands from Mario Three. It's just a, a really nice cute detail. Uh, it, it's 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 funny. I feel like if you just look at him through one lens, I could easily put him in A tier. But just yeah, he's definitely better than Greninja. Oh yeah, like without question. Without question. Honestly, if they if they just laughed a bit more throughout the move set, I feel like if I just got that, I'd be happy. Yeah, but you can't have that because that's. Because then you have to do that many voice lines times yeah, eight. Yeah, I, I understand, and it makes sense. Oh, still a good overall design. Oh yeah, totally. New top of B tier it is. Nice. Alright, now it's time for Smash 3S's retro character. And I don't know how you feel about Duck Hunt, but I love Duck Hunt. Okay. I feel like, I feel like Duck Hunt was a really good... I almost feel kind of the same way about Duck Hunt as I do Pac-Man. But though not to a similar extent, like Pac-Man's got ages of history behind him and Duck Hunt's got the zapper and a few games related to it and that's it. But I love how they turned this obnoxious, just infuriating dog and still managed to capture that gameplay ability while also throwing in a bunch of just fun references of like being a technically a three-team tactical. I, I love him like calling in shots from the NES zapper. I feel like that's a really clever touch. Mm -hmm. I like how his other moves, like, kind of play into that, like kicking out the TNT, using the, the Frisbee. The gunmen kind of feel like they were just stapled on there. I'm not fond of those. Oh, come on. You don't like that? There is enemy stand. Punch there, and, he, and then Duck goes, arf, arf. And then the duck looks at you and goes, my stand, wild do gunman. <laughs> summons one of five men that will shoot you at a different interval. His, his, his basic moveset's nothing... It's what you'd expect. It's just the dog and the duck just doing different stuff. Mm -hmm. But I overall, I like the design. They're very expressive characters. I, I wish the laugh was still just the classic sound effect, but fine. I'll, I'll take what it is. It still works. It's one of those characters that there's not much to build off of, so it's praising it isn't difficult. But I'm curious to hear what you have to say about it. I think it's uh, nicely done. Duck Hunt is one of those characters where I agree they should be in here. Um, they're very important to Nintendo's history in uh, the exact same way that Rob the Robot is important to Nintendo's history. Uh, helped convince toy stores to hold the Nintendo Entertainment System because, oh, it's not just a video game system like that accursed Atari that we could not get rid of fast enough with the E.T., no, it's got a toy gun and a robot. Those are toys. 
and Duck Hunt was very important in selling that with basically just personality. The fact that they went the full fighter route instead of the assist trophy route just shows how important Duck Hunt really was in that regard, and I really appreciate uh, what was done in that. Um, are they my ideal retro fire choice? No, I love Sukapon. I wish Sukapon were playable. <laughs> love that stupid, stupid man. Do you know he's a comedian? I did not actually. This yeah, is he, yeah, Sukapon is great. Uh, he was originally a comedy robot, but then the evil Dr. Walnuts reprogrammed all his friends, so he reprogrammed himself for fighting. So that's why he has all a bunch of stupid moves where he throws his head, because he's still trying to make you laugh. Love him. Should be playable. Anyway, Duck Hunt. I feel like what's been done with him is really, really clever in elevating that. My issue with Duck Hunt is that it doesn't feel good to use a lot of his moves. Uh, I Specifically, his smash attacks have always felt like some of the worst ones to connect. And, you know, it's not that their sound design. Their sound design is what it needs to be, and the impact is what it needs to be. But it's so, it's so disconnected, and I feel like when you look at Duck Hunt, the feeling that it's the dog, the duck, and the person behind the TV with the zapper isn't all that well conveyed. And I know it's difficult to convey that, but... I don't know. I don't like that all of Duck Hunt's killing moves come from the gun. All right, and all that, right. I see what you're talking about. Yeah, like, um, Duck Hunt is weird that I think that he is really nicely fully realized as a collection of references. His moveset makes a lot of sense, and I don't feel like he feels good as a fighting game character. Like, in the air, he feels good. Like, being able to combo your can into a spike feels awesome. The pressure you generate with a clay pigeon and the fact that you can have that on a trigger when you feel like shooting it feels great. That works really well. But his on-the-ground, his actually fighting, I suppose, doesn't really feel good to... And it's a struggle to land a killing blow with him both in the sense of it's naturally hard to do so, and also in the sense of what you feel should be a kill move doesn't really feel all that solid because it's so disconnected from Duck Hunt. All right, all right. Uh, I, I would argue that I don't know if it's as important. I, I feel like Duck Hunt isn't a character that should have those like abilities in the first place. I feel like he should be a character that's hard to kill with because he's his entire game plan kind of just revolves on creating a bullet hell for your opponents to get around. And I feel like he's one of the best characters to be given that sort of toolkit. Well, mm, he's, an, he's an odd character, because normally I don't like just references thrown around for no reason. But with the retro characters, there's not much else you can do with them, so it works. I do agree that the NES shots feel disjointed. But that also makes sense for me, because without that, it's just a dog and a bird. I kind of feel like they should struggle in that regard without that outside omnipotent existence. I do feel like it could be sold a bit better. Like maybe even just as simple as having the character artwork include the zapper or something like that. I agree. Toss the zapper as part of their entrance animation towards the screen. I I would agree with that. 
there's there's one or two things missing with Duck Hunt's flavor, and one of them is the fact that he doesn't have the right taunt. He yes. doesn't have the laugh at the camera. That's unforgivable. Like, I know Did it's one of his winning animations, effects? but... Like, if we're allowed to have hi, then we could have... Exactly! Like, right now, he just... It's just... And that's just not as good. Nobody yeah, cares that's, about actual dog laughs. We want fucking the, wacky races. <sighs> I, I, I would genuinely drop him down a tier just for that, because that's so important to the character. Mm-hmm. That is the character. Uh, I, 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 I have him in B right now, which I feel like is... I still feel like is a good place for the character. I have him in high C, so I'm willing to concede to B. Because I, I do agree that the zapper could be focused on a bit more. But I, st- I, I, I still like its functionality as it is. There is exactly one thing I have to request, and what? that is for his down smash. He starts with the animation where he lifts up two ducks by the neck, and then he slams them down on both sides of him. <laughs> if he had that, there would be no doubt in my mind. Uh, I don't know how that would work with the duck being with him constantly. Just the look of sheer horror on its face as it's holding two of its loved ones. Ask Kazooie. Or maybe it just strangles that duck and gets a new yeah. duck afterwards. And he finds a new duck, yeah. <laughs> That'd be terrible, but I'd love that. <laughs> Have you uh, seen the uh, Super Mario Party main game? There's one that's Whack-A-Mole. And every yes. time that Monty Mole is up to it, he just has this look of absolute terror. Like, oh god, what am I doing <laughs> with my life? Just that with the duck. I would I would love that a lot. That The... the Friendship between them is kind of adorable, but I, I'd rather the duck be an a- I'm sorry, the dog be an asshole. That's that that's that's what everybody loves about Duck Hunt. Or yeah, well, the, what they remember about Duck Hunt. The dog is too nice. Should be jerk dog. Uh, remind me who we got in B tier right now. Uh, right now we got Bowser Junior, Greninja, and Wii Fit Trainer. I'd put him above Wii Fit. Yeah, I would too. I would too. I feel like that's a better. Like, retro-celebratory character. Yeah. Plus, I, I do want to just compliment again, just... There's a lot of clever things they do with just, like, the Clay Pigeon and the TNT that make him not fun to play against, but interesting to watch others play him and just how they set up those different things. It creates a lot of interesting scenarios that I do want to shout out. It's fun to try to learn him, and yes. that feels really, really good. But it's fun. But, like, if I get him, I'm, like, I'll tr- on random, I'll go, like, okay, I'll try to do something cool with this. It's not, like, a tool I will never use. Yeah. All right. I feel good about that placement. Yeah. Ooh, this next one's interesting, because I think we have, like, the same opinion. Of, I think we're going to cover both Ryu and Ken at the same time, just because uh, I have them right next to each other. I do as well. Now, I, cl- just for clarification, I have not played Street Fighter, but from what I know, Ryu and Ken are almost one-to-one translated from Street Fighter, and I think that's their biggest problem. I agree. I don't know if it's necessarily a knock against the characters. Like, maybe I just don't get it because I've never played Street Fighter. But something just feels off about them. I don't know yep. if it's that they're too clunky, if they're... If I just can't get the button inputs right down in my mind. So I don't want to, like fault them for this because i might just be bad <laughs> well let, let me ask you a simple question that might spoil something um is there another fighting game character in this game with fighting game inputs who feels better than them absolutely 
Well, there you go. Then no, it's not just you. I, I just don't know if that's just preferences versus design. It's, it's, it's a blurred line between those right now for me. Because mm-hmm. I, I do think that they translated Street Fighter into the game really well in a lot of different areas. Like, from like simple things of just like the parry sound effects, I love that that's there. That they got all the inputs to work exactly as they're supposed to. I love that they have two final smashes. That's just neat. Mm-hmm. No, that's that's well done, and there's a lot of really really nice flavor. Um, they always face the fighter. That they're. Facing. I appreciate that they have uh, their focus attack from Street Fighter Four, just so that their move set isn't one hundred percent Street Fighter Two. And yeah, it is a one-to-one of uh, Street Fighter 2 in specific. Because Sakurai friggin' loves Street Fighter 2. Like, not a single song from any other Street Fighter game other than Street Fighter 2's remake. Not a single stage or reference. A couple of spirits, like we got Jury in there. But none in the actual Street Fighter story mode of World of Light, of course. Of course not. No, no, no. That's, that's only Street Fighter 2. There is so much love to that game in specific, and it does not translate to a platform fighter. Ryu and Ken are so very, very stiff, and that is because a jump in Street Fighter is a massive commitment. It is what you do in order to avoid your opponent uh, hitting you from the front. It's what you do to avoid projectiles. If you jump, your opponent can, if they read you, anti-air you, and that'll do a ton of damage and send you back right where you started. Uh, it's what you do when you're to avoid your opponent just guarding low. The issue is, in Smash, it's a very basic thing that you do very, very often. So Ryu and Ken end up feeling very, very stiff because of that, and like, I think they shine on Final Destination-style fights, and it feels a little wrong whenever you add even one platform into the mix. I can agree with that, yeah. Um, I feel that their implementation is awkward. Not in command inputs. I think command inputs and combos are great. Uh, like... I know people go, oh, command inputs are really difficult and overcomplicate Smash Brothers. Uh, honestly, just playing Smash Brothers is a lot harder than doing command inputs. Right? Like, the movement necessary to get to the exact place you need to be in order to reverse your character in order to do a back air reversal is so much more difficult and has so much more necessity to practice than just being able to do quarter circle forward or jab jab power dunk. And like, yeah, there are overcomplicated situations and there's stuff like the pretzel motion that, yeah, that's not always going to feel great. And yeah, you can't do it on a dime. But the core of the issues with their character doesn't come from the fact that they have command inputs or that they're complicated. It comes from the fact that they're stiff and the fact that, uh, I, I don't know. I feel like the pressure sensitivity of their A button attacks doesn't really work for all controllers. Because that, that's something you could compensate for when you have one major controller for a system or you have an arcade machine that has one button and it will always be that one button. In Smash, there are so many different ways to 
control a character that I don't feel like the tactile feedback is consistent enough. And yeah, you can learn that and get your own thing, but it's it's a weird thing where you have to learn a feel for pushing a button that no other character really has to do or deal with. And it's in a way that I find uh, isn't as learnable or isn't as consistent as a command input even is. They're always characters that I want to try just to learn, but I, I can never put my finger on it why, but you're right, that sluggishness of just jumping around just feels off. And like, there, there are ways to do this. There is one very clear way to do this that we will get to eventually. Like, I would say, like, before that character released, I would be like, I don't know, could it be done? And then that character released, and I'm like, oh yeah, it can be done, and it's this. I don't know, because the way that Ryu and Ken work is that Street Fighter 2 is very much a game about single solid moves. Like, you could do a string uh, to space your opponent out, but you're always looking for that Shoryu. You're always looking for the way in for Zangief to do his pile driver. Um, it's very much a game of cat and mouse. And uh, due to being one-to-one recreations, Ryu and Ken's only real tool to do that with the opponent is focus attack, which I think is a great concession, but it's only one move among their entire moveset. And when your movement feels off, then, you know, you can have a bunch of little tools to help you with that, but... I don't know, I feel like they should have more of the ability to pressure the opponent to come close to them. And I know that embellishes their original design, like having Ryu have the ability to shoot a diagonal fireball. That's ludicrous. That's the Setsui no Hado. That's an evil influence that we can't allow our good boy Ryu to have. <laughs> but I feel like it's necessary for something like Smash Brothers. I feel like it's oh. telling that that's... I'm just going to say it's Terry. We Everybody knows that we're talking about Terry when I say it. I feel like it's telling that they made him a move specifically because attacking upwards just isn't a thing. Right. And they were willing to like, okay, we're just going to embellish this a little more. But they that doesn't really exist in Ryu and Ken's kit. And I, I do feel like it's detrimental. I just don't know where to put them, to be perfectly honest. Because I know um, there's people out there that have figured that out. Right, and that they I, really enjoy the characters. I'm not. Go- I don't think that they are Mega Man. I don't think so at all. Yeah, they're not failures. I think that if you tweak their movement, I think that they're solid. I think that they're more accessible if they move a little bit better and have a little better flow. Or you tweak things to make it so that uh, they're slower, but they encourage the opponent to come closer to them. But I feel like the weird one-to-one that they have doesn't really accomplish either. But also, you can get a game going with them, and it does feel like Street Fighter when you do, and that does feel good. So I have them in C, personally. Yeah, I've been—I had them in B, and I've been moving them between B and C throughout this entire thing. I I feel like they're definitely better than everybody else we have in C tier right now. I I could honestly make an argument for B tier, just being at the bottom. They don't have many problems, but the problems they do have are so intrinsic to just what's important in a platform fighter. And uh, I, I feel like I feel like C tier's 
I I agree because there are characters who struggle at platform fighting, but they have different tools that allow them to excel. There are characters that make you play Super Smash Brothers in a different way, and some of them do great and some of them don't. And Ryu and Ken, I feel, fit right in the middle of that, where it's not inherently obvious to you, and uh, but you can get there with them. But the way that you get there with them is different than the way that you play Street Fighter, I feel. Like, I feel like Terry is one-to-one transitive. I feel like Ryu and Ken are, you transplanted them, but the system changes don't really fit, so you have to play them in a somewhat different manner than you would play them in Street Fighter. Uh, can we agree that they're at the top of C-tier, though? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, just out of curiosity, uh, who's better, Ryu or Ken? Um, I think Ryu's a little better, because uh, Ken has the attitude where you'd expect more of a rushdown style with him, whereas I feel like Ryu's discipline works in his favor and fits the moveset better. All right, I get I can agree with that. Like, even if I might like Ken more as a character, and oh, I absolutely. do. Overall, a good example of just that one-to-one translation isn't exactly what you want from a character. Right. Right. All right, next up is Cloud. How do you feel about Cloud? Whew. Cloud is a tricky one for me because I like him. I am so, so happy that he is in this game. Like, of the this character will never happen kind of characters, he would be up there, like, at the absolute top. Like, he is the one that blew the lid off of every single possibility. Sort of for the modern age, I would say, because obviously the first one who blew the lid off of what was happening was the most drastic departure from Smash imaginable. But, like, from an important standpoint, and from a God, this character is here, that is so great standpoint, Cloud is among the top. I think the way that he plays is incredibly fun. I think that as a rushdown swordsman, he feels really good to play. Um, he has a game plan for when you go for when you need to uh, deal with projectiles or take a minute. Uh, I think limit, despite all complaints and bitching about it, is a fun system. And now that they've had a part where you can lose the limit after not using it in time, I think that that's healthy, and I think it's much better implemented than Max Ko Punch. Uh, I think all of the systems that make him up are really, really solid and really, really strong. Yet he's, he just feels good to play. And my only issue with him is that I don't have anything to say about him in specific. Like, everything that he does is good and fits his character and feels good to do. And, like, yes, these are definitely cloud moves, but there's, like, limits a good gimmick, but there's nothing that really wows me about cloud in any sort of way. Like, it's just, yeah, it's cloud. He's good. He, he is an odd character in that regard, because, like, in a game full of sword fighters, like, he, he still manages to, like, this was at the point of, like, when we had, like, what, 12 in the game or something like that? Yeah, something like that. And he still manages to have, like, an almost completely unique moveset. 
that would actually go on to define several others. Like Ganondorf stole his his down smash for a reason. It's, it just feels good to use. Yeah. He's got so many moves that still sell the power of his sword without being just a clunky character, which I feel like is a nice balance for where Cloud should be. Because yes, his sword is ridiculous, but he's not slow at all. Mm-hmm. There's a part of me that feels like something's missing from him, but I feel like that's more just due to how customizable Final Fantasy VII, like the gameplay of that, like the whole materia system. I don't think you can translate that into Smash Brothers at all. So Limit is a good uh, stand-in. For that, just using the different limit moves, I feel like that's the better choice they and they went with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really hate that it's only his Japanese voice. I, I have this problem with Sephiroth as well, but I, I know it's a small thing, but the character feels incomplete because of that. Like, he didn't quite make it all the way over. I, I had a lot of the same problems, just like, like his victory music as well. It's not a remix, it's just the same thing. I, I don't know if I want to mark him down for that, but he it does it does make his inclusion in the game feel odd. Well, it, it felt odd when he only brought two songs with him. That as well. Like we we're living in a post Sephiroth world where a lot of the oh yeah Final Fantasy neat yeah how, how's that going for you with uh, as many songs as Game and Watch. But now that we live in a hindsight world where those wrongs have been righted, essentially, it's weird to talk about. Because, like, we we have a more complete view of Final Fantasy. The only thing that's really stayed the same is Cloud. And I don't know. It, it's, it's odd because Ike took his final smash. And because of that, uh, Omnislash feels less special. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Like, obviously, Cloud had it first, but even no, though he did it first, I feel like Ike does it better. <laughs> I I feel like Ike is the compromise of Sakurai wanting to do Cloud, but not having the rights to him. But then he got Cloud. <laughs> That's actually an interesting point, because if you're making that comparison, I actually like Ike a little bit better in that way. Just because Ike's sword feels so much... Like, the sound effects on that sword hitting anything... Just oh, Ragnell is so, so crunchy. I, I do feel like there's a little... It makes sense for just differentiating Cloud, but I feel like I'd want a little more weight there. Like, the the sound design in Final Fantasy VII Remake just does a really good job of just capturing that, hey, this is a heavy weapon, but he's still able to wield it because it's anime. Mm-hmm. I, I, I don't know. Like, I have a problem with Cloud somewhere. I don't know if it's the sound design, I don't know if it's the voice, I don't know if, like, maybe I feel like there should be, like, some sort of spell system in there, maybe? Uh, Blade Beam just being a bigger Blade Beam when it's limited bugs me. I wish there was a little bit more, just grab the other limits at the same time. Uh, he should be, um, he should have an alt that has black hair. That really bugs me. Why, why doesn't he have, why isn't Zack, mm. Don't make Alpha an Equifighter, but you can't give Cloud a Zack alt. What gives? I don't know. Well, then we'd have to add the price to fr- of freedom, and everyone would hate having one of the best songs of Final Fantasy in the game. Oh, that'd be terrible. I I don't know. I, I, th- I, th- I think my problem with Cloud comes more from just the circumstances that he was added and just how incomplete his addition felt. His design, his actual design, is still pretty solid. It's what you'd expect from the character. Hey, this yeah. guy's got a big sword, and he's got some flashy anime moves, and that's cool. Like, he's fulfilling, and it feels like you're playing as Cloud when you do it. He's the 
problem I have with Bowser Jr., but less. Like, he doesn't show a lot of character, but it, it, it's Cloud. Yeah, it's Cloud. You, you can't really go, oh no, my PTSD is flaring up in the middle of this fighting game. Oh gosh, I better use the attack where I get stuck in a wheelchair. <laughs> I don't know, that'd be a great side beat. Just just copy and paste Bowser Jr.'s side beat and just have him roll forward. Just have Tifa come in from the background. <laughs> and just go, oh! If Dustin moves ever come and then back, she pats his head and them. he's like, I'm better now. <laughs> let's mosey <laughs> but overall very 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 good character yeah where, where do you have him um i have him at the top of b like even compared to everyone else but i can put him in a i have no problem with that i i don't know if he, it's a, i don't have enough wrong with him to put him in a but putting him in a just also kind of feels wrong just because like it when does compared feel to weird. like pac-man and villager like the other two characters we have there, they are so expressive and they do so much. Like it's genuinely impressive. Whereas Cloud's just kind of what I would expect from him, and I I don't I don't know if he's quite a for me because of that. I don't know how I'd fix that either. Like yeah, may, he's, maybe he's, make Blade Beam like be the I, I don't know what the meteor spell is called. He's on the precipice of greatness. Actually, let me look up his limit breaks. If they just, like, swapped around, like, those limit breaks, or maybe had some sort of... I I would like one to have some kind of status effect of some kind. I feel like going with any spells is just going too far, and that overcomplicates the character too much, but at least having... Yeah, uh, actually, that's weird. Why doesn't he have Meteor Rain? Because that's literally, you need to have Blade Beam to get to Meteor Rain. I know there's one more limit that might work as a... Oh Another no, that's fit. No, the other one is finishing touch, and then otherwise is oh, braver. Oh right, yeah. Down B has no. Okay, okay. Yeah, no, no. They did. They did a pretty thorough job. Aside from Blade Beam Two. Yeah, and that's not enough that I'd like knock him down a tier for it. Yeah. It's just, ah. Sorry, you didn't have the meteor thing. Guess you suck, Cloud. <laughs> I I I hope we're not alone in this. It's just that there's because I don't want to put him in A. Cloud's design doesn't wow me. It's just what I expect. It's a it's a very solid, all-encompassing design. But like putting him next to Pac-Man just feels wrong. Yeah, I can I can feel that. I don't know. Maybe we'll change our mind as we make A more populous. Yeah, yeah. Right. But I, just so people know, we, we might move characters around just as we talk and like get further context of how this is shaping up. But for now, top of B feels good. It might just be the voice, but like, come on. That I'm fine with it. I like I like Japanese voice, man. Ah well, ah well. Who's next? Oh, Bandit is a character that's kind of going back off of like Ryu and Ken. When you translate a character into a game, we don't want it to be exactly the same. Because when she was first introduced into the game, that's what killed the competitive. Se- well, not there was a lot more problems than just that, but like Bandit was broken. Yeah. I kind of liked that, because it fit her well, but I do like how they've toned her down for her ultimate, and I actually think she might be one of the best characters we've talked about. Really? Yeah. Because her... Mo- She's an action star, right? Yes. The whole point of her stuff is, like, the combo moves together, which she does extremely well. Like, she has the most... I think... I can't think of another character that has more just built-in strings 
than her because that's what her entire kit is based around. You're supposed to knock him out, do the whole up B into the side B and all that kind of stuff. There's a lot of cool things you can do just to finish those combos. I love that the, she has like separates, like when you, if you hold the button down, it will like shoot her guns as she's using the move. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of really just nice small details between like having her shadow have the, what's that? The Madam Butterfly, I think. Yeah, something like that. I don't think she's perfect, though. I said one of the best, I don't mean, like, the actual... Like, Pac-Man and Villager are definitely better than her. I'll, I will admit I have her in A tier right now. I might move her down. All right. I think her smash attacks suck. Okay. So I'm gonna send you a video real quick. This is a bunch of combos done by Dante in Marvel vs. Capcom 3. Okay, okay. And uh, I'd like you to look at these combos... And tell me what's different about these from how Bayonetta's look in Smash Brothers. <laughs> I'm just watching Dante juggle someone like four times the gun. Yeah, so but he yeah, does there's that. a lot more variety here. Yeah, and Bayonetta has that variety. Do you know that she has gun ice skates? I did not, actually. Yeah. I, I, I should probably admit right now, I have a very surface level experience with the actual Bayonetta franchise. I know it gets crazy. It's a platinum game. Yeah, so Bayonetta I've always, has... I've always seen Bayonetta as a fairly, uh, like, all-encompassing. Is that not true? See, Bayonetta represents herself and uh, the way that her games flow from combo to combo uh, very well. Big issue is that a lot of that is dealing with the enemy's guard and then ending in a climax time, which is as you could guess from the name, a very, very sexy execution. Um, all right, with all that, right. With that said, uh, she has a ton of different attacks to use. Like, she has a living katana, a possessed whip. I'll just link you to this list of Bayonetta weapons that you never knew she had, because they're not represented. Oh, that is a big table of contents. Okay. Oh, isn't that? Yeah, so you can just, like, read the first sentence of each description and go, Oh, she has this, and this, and this, and this, and this. And what does she use? She uses the kickies, and she uses the feet guns. And it's important for her to have the feet guns. The feet guns are important. They're a big defining aspect of her character. But the issue that comes with this, I feel, is that every Bayonetta character I'm sorry, every Bayonetta combo in Smash feels very samey, and worse, it feels like it's just slowly dancing you to the top of the screen where it hits you off. Now, this is true, this is true. I like a lot of what Bayonetta does uh, in Smash. I like the feel of being able to string together a combo. I like uh, how difficult it feels and how rewarding it is to learn that. Um, and ultimately how smooth as butter it is to get from point to point. Like, her movement is absolutely choice. My issue is that Bayonetta is an incredibly flashy character, and with the exception of her smash attacks, she lacks that flash because it's just, hey, 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 boop, you're gone. And with without that element of Bayonetta, without the extravagance of Bayonetta. I feel that you lose a lot. And looking at Dante video, like, he pulled out an electric guitar, he's kicking you and punching you, he just, uh, 
shoots out a rain of arrows to the sky that come raining down to combo you again into gun, into sword that drags you into it, into more gun. Like, there is so much going on, there's so much dynamic, and is it the same kind of combo that Bayonetta is doing? Yes. But is it infinitely flashier? And it's like, oh, oh, he do this, but he do this, though. Yeah. And I feel like we're missing the flash from Bayonetta. I don't know. I, I just like she's all build up without the actual climax. And I would love to actually climax with Bayonetta. <laughs> okay. How, did you prepare that before we started talking or did that just come naturally? That came naturally. Nice. Solid line. 10 out of 10. Thank you. Alright, sorry I've been quiet a lot. I've been slowly changing my mind because, again, very surface level interpretation. I knew about the climax attacks, but I always thought that was just. Uh, clarify for me real, real quick. Is that the same thing as like the final smash in the game? In like. Yes, you do the hits and then you're allowed to do the big elephant man who eats you and whatnot. Okay, okay, but that's that's a more ingrained parts of her combat in the games is what you're saying right yeah okay yeah okay. for big enemies you combo that and then you get the big hit with them like that one specifically that one i think is a boss kill it's been since release since i played bayonetta but like there's there's a finish to her like she finishes you off here her combos are very very half-masked <laughs> okay <clears throat> okay i'm fine I can see what you're saying, because like her only real finisher is to carry you off the top, like that. That's yes. it. Yeah. Like maybe just off the sides, like if with her forward air chain, if she catches you right next to the blast zone. But even then, that rarely happens. Like yeah, that or she witch times. Yeah. Part part of why I hate the smash attacks is because they just don't fit into any of that other stuff. It's just like you kind of throw them out, and they just they don't gel. I'm not gonna lie. I do love the down smash though. That is nice. That is, but that, that's more just because of the heel stomp being the smash. That, that, that's, that's just a fun... I love the disjointed spike that it allows for you. Like, that feels dominant to me. That is literally, step on me, mommy, okay. <laughs> yeah, and that is a big part of Bayonetta's character. Yes. Also, it, it, tell me if I'm alone on this. I feel like her smash attack should have more oomph behind them. It's another case of sound design where, like... Ganondorf kicking with his foot feels more impactful than Bayonetta summoning a 20-foot-tall demon to punch somebody. Yes, um, definitely, definitely the case. Uh, if you're not aware, uh, are you aware that uh, she has Nintendo costumes in the uh, Wii U port of Bayo 1? I am aware of that. I don't know if Nintendo would ever allow that to be widely advertised in Smash Brothers, but that would be hilarious. Okay, do you know that when she changes into a Peach or Daisy costume, uh, her wicked weaves are replaced with Bowser's fist? <laughs> no, I did not know that, but that's amazing. Yeah, so uh, oh, there's that. part of the game. Oh, and I let me tell that. you, that sound design sells that, yeah, that's Bowser's fist. <laughs> So yeah, no, it is toned down in Smash. I just want to give you the most literal comparison I can. Okay, so so how would this be fixed? Like, this problem? Like, would we just be um, replacing a lot of her moves with just different attacks? Like, she's basically just all kicks. Which, like, you know, look at her, obviously. Well, yeah. 
But like, yes. would you like to replace a few things with like living katanas or like? I would like her to have more moves that have a purpose for later. Like, for example, uh, make the wicked weave. Give that like a two second delay as a smash attack, and have her be able to move during those two seconds, so you can combo into it. Okay. Like, have the amount of charge you have for that move be the length that it takes for the move to come out after you let it go. So, so just have like set those up. I like that. Yeah, have some kind of finish removes and then better specialize her moves in order to combo into each other. Like this is a character where I don't mind you having a ton of different moves. This is the character that should have a back special to have something unique. Like give her all of the moves, but make most of them very situational and very much only use it when I absolutely need it. And I don't care. I don't care if you have to give her commands. I just, I don't care how complicated you have to make this character on the surface. You should make it so that playing Bayonetta is a free form expression of, I have mastered this character. Look at all of this shit I can do. I have not played Bandana, but I have played Devil May Cry. So I, I get where, like, the kind of just sandbox of violence that you're looking for. Absolutely. And, like, maybe Dante will get added to the game in the future. I would hope so, because I know that people are like, eh, this is Bayonet again, but there's so much more you can do. But I feel like if this is the hand we're dealt, make Bayo as over the top as possible. It's, it's Bayonetta. You're not going to get more over the top than it until you add Metal Gear Rising Raiden. Uh, that would just be... I don't know if I need another character in the game after Raiden. I've never even played that game, but I've seen enough gameplay of that to know just the the beautiful insanity that would ensue. Oh, 100%. And if you give him his uh, sombrero disguise, <laughs> oh, I'd never play anyone else. Okay, well, I went into this with Bayonetta in A tier, but I feel like a lot of this podcast has just been you educating me on characters i don't know much about well that's which fine. i appreciate I'm, I'm... by the way it's it's why i love smash brothers i love learning more about these characters but no absolutely well, you educated where... me on shulk very well so i'll oh, glad to provide uh where do you have bayonetta then i have her in c because in c. okay i like what she brings i'm glad that she is in the game i think that what she does on a base level is good i want so much more so it's more of a matter of mispotential. I, I can it, really respect that. Yeah, it's cloud, but like what's missing is obvious to me. Okay, and and where in C tier do you have her? Like, would you is she better than Ryu? Is she worse? I have her. I feel like she at least functions better than Ryu. I agree. I have her mid C, so I have her. I have her above Duck Hunt. We fit Ryu right now, but I. I think I have her below Rosalina, but I had Rosalina higher anyway, so. Okay, okay. I do think I'd want to put her at the top of Seater just because I feel like, while it may be an incomplete translation, I feel like I'd value that a little bit more than the awkward one of Ryu and Ken. Mm -hmm. Wait, no, beneath Rosalina, they ruined her taunts. That, okay. <laughs> I, I know that several of... From what I know about Bayonetta, there's a lot that just can't be in the game, but how did they ruin the chance specifically? Um, she doesn't finish her animation. 
Like, she used to have a full dancing animation, and in Ultimate, they cut it in half. Oh, that's what... Wait, what? Yeah, because they wanted to make everything faster, so she doesn't finish it. So she goes, if you want to talk to Alay, and then she starts doing something else while still saying, D, ask your mom. Well, that's just dumb. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Put her below Rosalina. That is ridiculous. All right, well, that is the end of the uh, Wii U and 3DS era. Yep, that is Smash 4, and that only took three hours to get through. Yeah, so if it isn't obvious, we're splitting this into multiple parts, because we cannot talk for 15 hours straight, as much as we'd like to, about different Smash Brothers characters. I'll probably have a overlay on the screen right now just to show just the progress of the tier list, and we will update this as we go. All right. Please let us all know about how wrong our choices are, or if you agree with us. Maybe we'll, maybe we're right on the money for all of these. I'm definitely okay. correct, at least about Mega Man. I'll die on this hill. I don't care. I'm feeling pretty confident about most of these. Too. I feel I feel like I know a lot about more than, like half of these characters than I did before. Now, well, I'm this glad has been to more educate. of a learning experience than anything else, which I enjoyed immensely. Good. So yeah, share any of your all of your thoughts about how well these characters are designed. What could be better about them if you have issues with them? And uh, we'll see you all next time for whichever game we choose to do next. Yep. Thank you, guys, and we will see you later. Bye.